Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 73, I think, right? God, I just checked. That's coming at you at a pink and blue sparkly unicorn onesie. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the cold open that we tried to do, but uh, Hunter wasn't (laughs) recording yet. So I had to restate (laughs) it. wasn't play it, just to be clear. (laughs) Well, that's what a cold open is, right? Mm -hmm. I suppose. It's like when you're listening to a podcast and they're like, oh, are we recording? They're like, yeah. You're like, oh, okay. So that, that's how that works. That's the problem. We weren't recording. Yeah, we well, I, I was. Yeah. I told you I hit the record button. I know. I know. I, I was. Have, I was uh, not recording either, but I, ne- I never do. So it's a really like... conversation to start the <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's well, not my fault. Back, Chase everyone. is distracted by my incredible outfit. Um, well, yeah, it's, you're it's gonna share a picture of this in chat, right? Like in the Discord. It's all I mean, like someone just screenshot this right yeah, now. Yeah, someone should just like, screenshot this because that'll be yeah. easier. Hunter, that's a YouTube. Yeah, job. yeah. But he's wearing the unicorn onesie under his headset. Like he's got the <laughs> full hood up yeah. and everything. Hey, I had to walk to the I had to walk to the liquor store, right? To grab some <laughs> beers because we weren't originally planning on doing the podcast tonight. So I wasn't stocked, ready to go. And it was fucking disgusting outside. It was frigid. It's fucking pissing rain. Which usually when it rains in Vancouver, it's just like ah. There's water coming out of the sky, whatever. But, like, no, no, it is actually fucking pissing rain outside. Um, and I got drenched and I was cold, so I dried off and I tossed a nice warm onesie on. And here we are. He's like, I, I wear a hat in, like, day-to-day life about 98% of the time. But as soon as my headset goes on, the hat comes off. I can't wear anything under my headset. <laughs> There you have it. So the fact that you have something fully over your ears, un- like under your headset, is crazy to me. <laughs> okay. At any rate, one of the beers that I ventured, I took the dangerous trek outside um, and underwent an arduous journey to collect is a new mm. backcountry beer that I haven't seen before. So it's called Unlimited Juice. Question mark. Ooh. Um. This car- this party is going to be off the hook. It's a cryo IPA. Here's the can. Very cool can. Um, Unlimited. What is this yeah. reference to? Do you think? Do, do you know, or am I? Good? Should I just look this up? You should probably just look it up. I don't know. How's the How's the beer? I haven't tasted it yet. Saving the live reaction. For the yeah, time. no, it is. It is oh, it's, it's Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Um, whether you've been left home alone with a hidden stash of juice, or you're at a social, or you're at the social gathering of the year, do your best to be discreet. Hold on tight to your personal stash, or someone catches a whiff of that dank Citra, Talus, and Eldorado cryo haze. Do you think I could have a hit of that juice box? <laughs> you said that you said very, that's so menacingly. Very menacingly. <laughs> you serial like, killer. Like you're up to something. Can I have a hit of that juice box? Well, it's almost yeah. like they're trying to use juice as like an innuendo for, um, yeah. I don't know, some sort of illicit substance. Actually, not here. Here, it's just weed. Yeah. <laughs> In other places, yeah. it might be illicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Yeah, quite good. It's, uh, well, I mean, okay, so being a cryo IPA obviously gives it the, it's, like, very pronounced on the flavors of the hops. The fragging power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Actually, not lately, though. 
Yeah. That was, no. that was a god awful <laughs> joke, Chase. I probably went over quite a few people's heads. Um, <laughs> but okay, moving on. Quite good. What do you got in hand? Well, I'm very excited about my beer. Uh, this is one of the best sours I've had this year so far. This is the Omnidribbles Number no. 4 by Nepenth. It is a Imperial Sour Ale Pineapple Upside Down Cake. And they really nailed the flavor of a pineapple upside down cake, which I am a general fan of. Is that so, a yeah. is that a limited run or is that like a Um well so basically they have Omni Dribbles and Poly Dribbles, which are both lines of sours for them, and they constantly cycle through the number of what they're doing. Mm. So basically they're all limited run, but they do cycle. If you can get another one of those, you should get one and I'll like pay you to ship it to my dad. Because I think he'd fuck with that. Yeah. He's a big fan of that kind of flavor. Well, he's just like he's into sours and like mm-hmm. pineapple ups, pineapple upside down cake is one of his favorite cakes. Oh, cool! Specifically, cool. I've never actually had a pineapple upside down cake. Specifically, well, rum pineapple upside down cake. Oh, interesting! Now, pineapple interesting. upside down cakes are usually cooked with rum, but like he likes it when my mom really ups that rum rum cocktail. Is it like a bunt cake? Is it like in a yeah, bunt yeah, yeah? It's like a bunt okay. cake usually. Well, I mean, the way I'm the way I'm most uh, familiar with it is as a camping thing where you cook it in a Dutch oven. Oh, Dutch oven. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Also, also, <laughs> Louise is just like no to everything that I'm saying right now. <laughs> She's like, that's not what a fucking pineapple upside down cake is. She's just in a <laughs> fucking cake tin. Mm. Well, there you have it. I know. I, I mean, my, I I know it as Dutch oven, so I didn't know to correct you. My my <laughs> mom usually cake. makes it in a. Would you call that a bunt? I feel like I've seen it a bunt, you know, like yeah. where, where it's like round and it has the... Yeah, yeah. That's how my mom usually yeah. makes it. Yeah. Bunt cake. I feel like I've seen it like that before. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never had it. So Is that somewhere maybe I'd like cake? that beer. Maybe I would hate, would hate it. Yeah, It's it's very good. Mm. Yeah. It's like pineapple with hints of like other sweetness to it. I'm, kind, I'm trying to figure out if there's actually a hint of cherry or if I'm just imagining it because there would be in a pineapple upside down cake. But like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm trying to figure no. out if it's placebo or not. Mm. Uh, but yeah, my grandfather would also probably really like that. <laughs> I can just tip it to all your family. Yeah, Cass's yeah. entire family would fuck with this beer. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really good. It's a really good sour. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of sucks that I have to go last since I have the least. Yeah, I, I saw what your hand was. <laughs> <laughs> since I have a uh, remix vodka soda by Red Truck, which was oh, that uh, the new remix vodka soda by. It's a new remix vodka soda by Red Truck, which is the inside joke between Cass and I and a bunch of our old roommates. And, my girlfriend and stuff, but when we got a bunch of them for free at one point, and we were like pretending to always be in an ad for the um, for remix vodka soda. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> uh, so yeah, that it basically I'm drinking a mango passion fruit uh, vodka soda, and cool. uh, it's quite good. I don't know if I'd had the mango passion fruit one before this pack, but it is probably my favorite in in the flavors. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Easy drinking, hints of mango, hints of passion fruit. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it does sound tasty. Right, anyway, well, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking general. Mm-hmm. Hunter, do you want to lead us in here? You're the man with the oh, brains with the first for this topic. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and share a link with you guys, which will also be shared with people in the Discord. But this topic, I think, isn't like super visual. Um, basically I was, uh, thinking about how to, uh, give a accurate representation of how impactful 
your kills were in a game when you're looking back at the scoreboard at the end of it, whether it's on tracker, or whether it's in Valorant itself. Um, because not every kill is created equally in terms of how much of an, you know, how much it actually sways the round. So I came up with this uh, formula called impact kill percent or IKP. And wow. I, <laughs> and I essentially <laughs> here. Wait, where are you yeah, sharing yeah. this with us? Well, I just said yeah. it in the host uh, text. Oh, 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 okay. So basically, it, it follows a pretty sa- standard formula. So essentially, I, I kind of racked my brains thinking about around like in disadvantages versus advantages. How does like getting a kill change things? And I realized something which seemed at first maybe a little bit backwards, but then it, it kind of made sense to me, which is that kills that you get have the most impact when you're, the team numbers, the, the numbers alive of your team and the enemy team are as close to even as possible. Because if you're, you know, the last alive in a 1v5, you know, chances are, even if you get one kill, you're not going to sway the outcome of a round. And then if you're in a 5v1, chances are someone else would get the kill if you didn't. And so basically, you get a full point, meaning your kill was 100% impactful if the team the team numbers uh, alive at time of, of the kill were even or man disadvantage or man advantage. And then as you start going away from that, either more man advantage or more man disadvantage, then you lose 25% impact for, uh, for that kill. Interesting. Um, yeah. So okay. essentially, yeah. So essentially it's the reason why I kind of started wrapping, trying to wrap my head around this is that, I would sometimes after a game where I had good stats, maybe I haven't even team MVP'd, um, but didn't feel like I played all that great. I would like look back through the rounds in the Valorant app and be like, oh, well, I like got two 4Ks. And with those 4Ks, realistically speaking, you know, those 4Ks were off the start of the round and there's a very solid chance I could have gotten two less kills in each of those and my team would have won the round. And then... I thought, you know, it's it's good to reward things that are particularly impactful and remove one case of really not. So you lose all uh, all points for your kill if it's in the round epilogue. I, I don't know if epilogue is the right word, but if it's it's like after, after the, the round ends. Yes, after the round ends. Um, so econ damage kills. I'm, I'm talking about how your kill impacts the current round, and econ damage kills vary so much in terms of like how how much of an impact it actually makes. And then you get an additional 0.5 for a first blood kill, just because going from, you know, even five on five to all of a sudden now you have man advantage initially, like that can really open up the strat book um, for you. And then on the opposite side of the people who'd be getting first bloods, if you do win the round uh, and you're the last alive, then you will get a bonus uh, 0.5 for every kill. Because like, if you have a 1v5 clutch, you know, it would feel really weird to be getting partial, you know, points for a lot of those kills when, you know, all of those are very impressive. So if you do actually do it, <laughs> then you get then a you big get bonus more, on you, points there. You get retroactive like, points. Exactly. Yeah, but in most cases, those, you know, the couple kills you get there before dying really don't mean all that much. So um, there you have it. Um, that's I have one more, like, layer that's a little different, but I wanted to kind of leave it there and see what your thoughts were to start. Okay, well, I got a, I got a couple of things that jump out at me. Um, Go ahead. Okay, first of all, is when you're at a a one man disadvantage, 
Yeah. I think if you can get a kill there, that's the most impactful kill you can get. Assuming you don't just get insta-traded. Like, assuming if you can get a kill and get out, I think, and to even the the, the playing field, right? So someone gets a mm. pick right off the rip with an op. You don't trade them. A chamber yeah. TP'd out or a jet dashed out. So you're playing 4v5. If you can then get a pick and turn this round into a 4v4, I think that's one of the most impo- like impactful kills you could possibly get. But is it also, yeah. is, it, is the turning it into a 5v5 or a 5v4 initially the same impact? I think, I think yes, it, it is super impactful to have that first kill. Sure. You also, of, of course, get the first blood bonus. Yeah. But... Sure. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking maybe slightly different than what you said, Cass. I think I may be in this current formula overvaluing switching from you know a five v four to a five v three, so the man advantage kill. So maybe that one should be undervalued. But I kind of agree with Chase that kills while even and kills while down one both have a massive impact, and I'd have a hard time deciding which of those is more. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say like kills while while even are. At, I, I'd say I'd count them similar. I'm fine with giving them both a full point here mm-hmm. um, because giving you the man advantage is huge. And obviously yeah. taking that man advantage away from the other team is huge. Yeah. Um, I would agree kind of with Hunter that um, maybe at, if you're man advantaged up, it's slightly less valuable. It's slightly less valuable. Yeah. So maybe um, I start, I basically shift that scale up for the advantage. I instead. can see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. the other thing is, and like obviously these you're coming up, you're trying to come up with an objective measurement here. Um, but mm-hmm. like I think like and drawing on that last game that we just played on on Lotus, right? Yeah. Like I had a bunch of kills that game where sure, I got the kill, but there were like four of us shooting at someone. Like if I didn't get that kill, somebody else was. Like it didn't really matter that I'm the one that got it. Like I hit the jet in the foot for like 22 damage. But, like, she was dead anyway. Well, Cass, I, f- I feel like that, re- you know, relates just to the fact of, you know, why does that count as a kill for you at all? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Regardless yeah. of the fact it's an impact kill. Like, that's right, a problem right, inherent right. in tracking kills. Yeah. It, well, so, it's so like, like, yes, sure. Yeah, it, it's just like, I'm like, I understand that you're trying to come up with this. Like, hey, this is what you get per per kill in this, in this given scenario. But, like, yeah. it's in the, hey, um... Or, like, yeah, like, I'm holding an angle with an op, right? And mm-hmm. I take my shot, but just before I take my shot, somebody else on my team head taps him. Right? It's like, well, one of the two of us was going to get that kill. Like, there's nothing that they were going to be able to do about it. But, like, eh, you hit him first. Like, is that, should that count for the full value? Like, obviously, there's no way post-round or, like, post-game to go back and be like, oh, okay, well... If I didn't get the kill here, somebody else would have. But just you know, playing devil's advocate here with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just guess... don't. I don't even think that's possible. And also, like, yeah, we're just tracking kills in general. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the third thing that I was gonna say is, combat score in your timeline kind of does this already, to a somewhat lesser degree than like the specifics you've gone to. But like, the first kill of the round is worth more than the second kill of the round. And the third kill of the round, like it, you get less points per kill in your average combat score based off the number of enemies alive. 
That's yeah, that's but that's true. not necessarily what this is. No, I understand. Yeah. This is giving you equal points, even if you're if you're two v two versus a five v five. Yeah, right. Which is completely yeah. like you know ACS ignores that entirely. Yeah, um, yeah. And one this, thing that we were saying, sorry, or it's equalizing any given interaction in a round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and one thing that we were discussing as well is that ACS does track. I'm I'm pretty sure before the modifiers when. ADR, which, you know, then ACS has modifiers to, tracks the actual damage you're doing, including overkill damage, which means that if you shoot someone in the head to kill them, versus, basically, if someone's on 1 HP and you shoot them in the head to, in the head to kill them, that's 156 with the Phantom towards your score, whereas if you shoot them in the foot to kill them, that's what, like, you know, 30 towards your score? Which, both of them would have done the same thing. Yeah. Right, both of those accomplish the same thing. Right. Um, um, and then there's also the whole, you know, assists and utility bonuses that kind of get factored into ACS. That this is this is specifically how impactful were your kills sure, on average? Sure. I, I I get what you're saying. And then one more final thing to play even more devil's advocate here. But mm, uh, go ahead. If they were, if the other team was going to go on to one v five ace, even though you're up four people, that kill would be very impactful. Yeah, but statistically that doesn't yeah, happen know, very much. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well, and and the thing right. is, the kill is very impactful if they're on. They've already killed four people. Now you're in a one v one, and yeah, you're, you're yeah, killing right. them does count as more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it's very impactful. The more people that they kill in their run up to doing the one v five ace, the more yeah. impactful your kill on them becomes. Yeah, that you get the, you get the yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, you get yeah. the one for even, and then you get the point five bonus for the clutch yeah. in that situation. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, I think I think there should be some points added if you remove an AWP in post-round. <laughs> See, oh, I'm thinking, okay, so the, the post-round penalty, like removing, yeah. like, no, you don't get any points for, for a kill in, in Epilogue. Um, yeah. I see where you're saying with kills during the round. Yeah. And it, you're, it does get really complicated of, like, when was it actually uh, a good eco kill to... And when yeah. did they have enough money to buy anyway? Or, you know, did that actually affect three rounds down the line where now they have to half yeah. buy? Like, that's it's way too complex. But I kind of think that you should get a percentage of the points post-round. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that, I would be open to considering that. It, right? it's actually, I was actually... Yeah, go ahead. There's, like, five of them alive rushing you down post-round, and you get two of those kills. Like, they still are not very impactful. Um. So like you still get the uh you know lower points, but maybe you get like you know ten percent for post round kills or something. You know, just something it, to be like, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, you're doing something. Right. I'm also, doing my part. Yeah. Also, if yeah. I'm the one that's saving, and like three people are trying to get this rifle out of my hand, and I kill all three of them, and that's die, super impactful, and die. Well, round. that's not crazy impactful. But if I live after getting those. Well, that could well, be but the thing impactful. is, then you could be like that. That's impactful for the next round where you had that better weapon to get more kills, and that's factored into the score of the next round. True. Maybe, but like, yeah. I might not be the one getting those kills with that weapon the next round. Then it didn't matter that you saved it. <laughs> well, no, no, but no, I'm you're saying, saying like, he'd like saved. He saved it for someone like, else. I saved he was the rifle able to buy somebody yeah, else. It's like, oh, like oh, let's yeah, say I'm let's right, say I'm yeah. playing chat, right? I can drop that rifle over to someone if I've got knives. Alternatively, I might be, hey guys, I'm gonna entry pick up my fucking rifle when I die. And we'll just cycle this rifle through our team, uh, which right. like I haven't seen a ton of in in like Valorant, but like that's a pretty big thing in in CS when you manage to mm-hmm. save a rifle or two is utilizing 
like the people going in are the ones that have those rifles. And then when they die, there's someone behind them with like a pistol, maybe some armor to pick that rifle up yeah. and then keep going in. Right. And so it might not be me getting the kills with that rifle, but like that rifle might get multiple kills the next round and like it might end up turning the tides there. Sure, yeah, probably no some of that's because to... there's a lot more entry agents in Valorant that have, well, I mean, that's a lot more. There are any at all entry agents in Valorant who have movement of abilities and just, like, different aggressive things that make mm -hmm. them tend to separate so that there's someone not immediately behind them to pick up the gun. Unlike CS, where you're all walking or running. Yeah, yeah it could be just less retrievable in Valorant. Right. You'd yeah. want you'd want a jet to be, or sorry, you'd want a raise to be blast packing in and a jet dashing up behind them. Yeah. To then collect the rifle and race dies, some convoluted mm. thing like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was when I was actually kind of coming at this whole post round penalty thing from the opposite perspective, which is that I really wanted to find a way to penalize people for saving and getting killed, yeah. just because. But like, I was trying to think of a way that I could, you know, word it. I was trying to think: is should there be like a flat? negative points if your team loses the round for the kills you get but then like that's not great because i want this to be more or less a sign of individual performance with regard to the current situation on the map so like i didn't really want to have team the team winning or losing affecting your points here so it, I, I thought that was the simplest like straightforward way like after the round ends it doesn't really matter what you did because there's just a big step between the, the benefits and there's just a, a big step between the pluses and minuses of what happens post round. And then the result of the next round, there's just a, a lot of steps in between that. It may or may not have mattered. Also, can I like, get certainly extra, there are some cases where can I does. get extra bonus points yeah. for killing a Viper when she's in her alt. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get into bonus points. We can do a lot of different bonus yeah, points. You can do a bunch of different bonus points. Um, yeah, shorty I, kills I, I, get you extra points. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. shorty, yeah. shorty kills should be, dude. Oh my god! In in that game that we played on Fracture Road today, I couldn't believe the number of times that breach fucking came up the rope into tower, and just like came at me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like, dude, I've killed you like five times this game by sitting here with a shorty. <laughs> like, buddy, aftershock was the destruction of mental. Yeah, yeah, it's like surely dude. next time. <laughs> Aftershock me, flash yeah. me, fucking... Is Aftershock the damaging one? Yeah, the Aftershock is yeah. the damaging one. Aftershock are like, do, yeah, like, do something, man. <laughs> like, you, you're just coming up the rope, like, not even not even silently coming up the rope. And, like, I had my camera, so I could see man. when he was going to come up the rope anyway. But, like, dude was just coming up the rope, like, yeah. loud and proud. And I'm like, dude, like, five fucking rounds in a row now have been sitting up here with a shorty just ready to blast you in the face, and you keep doing it? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Like, yeah, this time, for sure. Yeah, I shouldn't but get I, I think I understand where you're coming from with the post-round penalty being nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but I can see it being, like, minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the two things that I've taken away from this is I might readjust the scale for man advantage to give you basically slide that down, I guess, in terms of points. And then maybe add a, I'm okay with adding a point one or the post round kills just to be like, you know, there's a chance it had a big impact more often than not. It didn't. But yeah, you know, because there's a chance I'll give you a throw you a bone. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like po post round. Each kill is point one. Yeah. 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 
Right. It's ten uh, percent impactful kill. Okay. Yeah. There's one more thing um, I was saying. I'm like, I understand why you're trying to disincentivize saving, which like, and I'm sure I've brought this up before, but I feel like people don't save enough. And I know that you've got a personal vendetta against saving because you like, you don't like it, but like, people yeah. don't save enough. I agree. People don't save well, enough, and I I don't think that this is necessarily disadvantaging saving. If you really look at it, um, I what you don't want is something that advantages somebody in this score by getting useless kills. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, right. like that's this score is not supposed to reflect how effective your team's strategy was. It's supposed to reflect when you look at the scoreboard and look at that number of kills. You know what percentage of those, like how how much of a difference did those kills make? Because you could have someone, because you could have someone who, if if this formula is working one hundred percent perfectly, then this would show you that oh well, you know, someone was fifteen and fifteen, but you know, eighty five percent of their kills were impactful, whereas someone was twenty one and fifteen, but sixty percent of their kills. They, they had a 60% IKP. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that and you say, okay, well, the person who had the more kills had a lot more that didn't matter all that much. So at the end of the day, you know, that's less than, that's basically equally as impressive or worse than the person who went even. So um, is this like a, an addition divided by the total number of kills? I think it's the well, yeah, yeah, that, that's the idea. You, you add have. the points. What would you say? I think it's the total number of kills that you have, not how many were. Yeah, of course. Game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. it's it's uh yeah. So it would be what is it? What is it? It'd be this score. You add the points for each kill and then divide by the number of kills, and that gives you the percent. Okay. Yeah. Is there any way that you can game it to get over a hundred percent impactful? I'm not sure if you could game it. It's certainly possible to get over a hundred percent, which would be if you're getting uh, a lot yes. of first bloods or a lot of. Well, I, mean, I think immediately yeah. if you just get the first blood kill, you then have an over a hundred percent impactful. If I get the first blood every single round and I get no and other kills, else. then yes. Yeah. Alternatively, right. Say Trez, do you get do you get, do you get shit for either downing KO or uh, Phoenix? I mean, that, I hadn't added that. I I, it's cert- I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay, but like, like all right. So let's just talk about that. Can be pretty Trez impactful. Here. Like, yeah. I could get the first blood bonus. At an even scoreline, get a kill. <laughs> Sage reses. Yeah. I wait till I'm last alive. Get the clutch bonus. One v five. Yes, we do the one. Yeah, If you take one v fives and win them, yes, you game. <laughs> you've beaten the system. Congratulations. Uh, you shouldn't get the last uh, kill though, because that is under. Uh, a hundred percent. Oh, you're right. I would need to not get the last kill. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the last kill is one v one. Then you can't get the first kill. What do you right. mean? Yeah. Why can't I get the first? Kill? Your, well, the, the quadruple kill, man disadvantage would get you point two five plus retroactively point five, which would make it a point seven five. So but then everything from there. No, no, is but I don't have above. an advantage. I wait for the rest of my team to die. I get the first kill, right? We're no, but, but that's but that's a, that's quadruple man disadvantage, which gives you a right. uh, a point one v five, right? Oh yeah, but like, but that gets offset by my double oh, man gets disadvantage and yeah. even yeah. man disadvantage plus right, clutch right. bonus. Yeah, yeah. like that, that one gets I was thinking offset. of a way where you could be last alive and not get that kill, and it's rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And then well, you so would just, you would just have okay. to have not the sage res there, and then you're only in a triple man disadvantage. Yeah, that that is one no, thing I was thinking oh, of yeah, that I, I haven't quite saying. figured out, which is that you know if you get a multi kill but aren't the last alive, and then your team wins a round, and the multi kill included when you were at a significant disadvantage, then you really should get some points extra for that. But that's a little complicated, so it's one of those things where maybe it works out okay that, you know, you just get shafted on that because it's an average situation. But, like, you know, if, for example, if it's a 2v5 and, you know, you get three kills and then your other teammate gets the remaining two, then, and you get those three kills first, then each of those kills is under one, which, you know, isn't really all that fair. But that situation is going to happen fairly rarely, so, like, you know, it's... Is it worth creating... How do, we, for that. how do yeah. we account for the scenario in which I get all five people on the enemy team at the exact same time with the Ray's ult? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess because we're even. We're even I, when I, I, all those kills happen. I mean, I feel like I feel like the clear answer to that is you get one for all of them. Yes, you you mm-hmm. would get uh, the full point for all okay. of them. Yeah, Although I feel like you only get the first one bonus for one, though. I don't think you get yeah. one point five for every kill. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. would be insane. <laughs> you get one first blood there. Like, it doesn't count as that many first bloods. out of five. Like, it, it, think of it in post-round, right? Like, it yeah. doesn't count as five first bloods. It counts as one first blood. Yeah. 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 You got first blood in that round. It just happened to be all five yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really happy to share this with you guys because I went so... back and forth on this a lot. Like, this is something that's been kicking around in my head for a while and I had all these different ways of looking at it. And, like, I rewrote this many times until eventually I'm like, this isn't perfect, but this kind of represents what I'm what I'm thinking here. I really like it. I think that it would be super interesting to add this to Tracker. Now, if anybody in our audience works for Tracker, yes. Oh, please, yes, I would please, love that. Or yeah. like at least give us what your take is on this, so that we can be like, oh, we can adapt it, or you know, give Hunter a job there. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. The the other thing that I think would be okay. Well, actually, less about this being cool and more about just like. I'm thinking of this map from Modern Warfare 2. I believe it was called High Rise. Um, it was the most beloved search and destroy map for one reason, and that was the spawns were in opposite corners of the map, uh, like opposing corners. And as everybody ran out to get to literally anywhere they wanted to go, you everybody had to cross this one sight line. That went all the way across? That went all like... the way across from spawn to spawn. And so, and it was like, it was a very small gap, but like literally mm. everybody would get a sniper, pray for the god spawn, and run up there <laughs> trying to get that five-man collapse. As like, everybody's running out of spawn. <laughs> I feel like I would, I would only be a part of the getting five-man collapsed so many times before my opinion of the map was not positive anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's incredibly, like, I mean, like, everybody lining up is just, like, I mean, what yeah. are the odds? But, like, there are definitely clips of it. You could you could definitely search up a Modern Warfare 2, like, high-rise, like, five-man collapse. Oh, um, I'm sure there's some MLG compilations with that in it. <laughs> but, no, it was, it's just, like, uh, it, like that, that the whole thing of killing all of them, like, right off the right off the rip with, like, a yeah. result just kind of reminded me of that. Of everybody just, mm-hmm. like, praying to get the god spawn so that they could get there first. Yeah. And then you um, have to like simultaneously pray that the enemy team doesn't also get the god spawn 
so that like you get there at the same time because you want to beat them there. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a, a fun situation, even if sometimes it could be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. yeah, Hunter, you said there was another level or another layer to your... Uh... Yes. Yes. There's the final layer, which I have at the bottom, is the team success impact kill percent, which basically this does this was would be separate. You would get to see both. But this just sets the kill score that you get to zero, zero percent for any kills in a round that was lost. So this is now switching it from how well you did individually to how well you did individually that counted towards a round win. So this way, basically it's saying this, this now, this score is now not fair to you (laughs) in many cases. You know, if your team lets you down, you're going to get shafted by this, but it's a way to see like, you know, how, how impactful was I in actually getting the rounds on the board? Um, and, and what I thought is the interesting thing about this is that if you have a really low score here, it could mean either that you're doing dumb stuff. Like for example, you're just being hyper aggressive and you're getting a first blood, but then getting traded because you're pushing too far. And so you don't impact your teams winning the round all that much. Uh, and so you would have a pretty high impact kill percent because of the first blood with the bonus for the even uh, man plus first blood bonus. But then that doesn't really help your team all that much. And then the team success impact kill percent would reflect that. But then I was also thinking of the game I played as Neon on Haven, which is kind of the start of me thinking about this, where I played really well and got a lot of first bloods where I wasn't immediately traded. And my team lost like 80% of the rounds where I got a first blood without being immediately traded. And I top fragged. I was like, damn, my team let me down. Um, And so you you don't really know which one it is by looking at this. But I still thought it could be interesting to look at. I don't think this solves anything for me. I don't like it. Oh, I don't think it solves anything either. Like, I I don't know why this is a necessary stat. Um, Like, the, the previous one makes total sense because this is something you can look at and mauled. Yeah, like the previous one when you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting the worst teams, and you can prove it via this right, stat. right, right. You're like, I yeah. did my part. Look how high my IKP is. Yeah, right. And we still lost this game. Exactly. The sec- yes. The exactly. One, exactly why the second yeah. one is like, well, it doesn't give me shit. Yeah, like I we lost the game, and so it's dog shit. No, yeah, no shit. We won the game. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, oh, g- great. It's the same as IKP at that point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I had. You know, I'm trying to think of if there's something I'm I'm forgetting here. Yeah, I guess. My thought was that you'd look at it and you'd be like, and you'd consider, hmm, you know, maybe my kills while they were kills were not strategically very good because I was overextending or something or. You know, I was getting kills on this would also reflect more econ situations, which aren't reflected at all in IKP. Like, you know, if you get a ton of kills, you know, clutches, first bloods, when the enemy has way worse weapons, then ultimately that could artificially inflate your IKP and then this would balance it out a little bit. But yeah, not on those rounds even because you're probably winning those rounds when the team has worse weapons. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, that's true. I guess that that does. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. 
I'll have to think about it. I'll have to, I'll have to, go, I'll have to go back and think about this and see if there's something I'm forgetting here. Because, yeah, it, does, it definitely has some problems. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that I can think of is, like, the first scenario that you brought up, which is, like, you're being over-aggressive, you get a kill, but you're instantly yeah. traded. And it didn't actually do anything for your team, but you're getting first blood points and, uh, like, even uh, team members' points. So you're, you're doing very yeah. well in IKP, but you're not actually impacting the round very much because mm-hmm. you're instantly traded and it's now a 4v4. Yeah. Um, but the, pro- the problem with that is, like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, actually, as I'm thinking I about had, this, I, I had an idea, yeah. but it was it, it's escaped me in the last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. What well, I was there's, also, there, there's also the idea of, like, like perhaps these numbers should be like slightly shifted for like attack and defense in terms of of like getting into a 4v4 on attack assuming you didn't lose a very impactful player such as your smokes is generally advantageous right like if you and the enemy jet go one for one when you're on attack that's probably pretty good on defense, that's less good. Regardless well, of who that. gets first blood. What I, you're making a, an assumption, which I don't think is a bad assumption, but is somewhat in flux, and that is that the one for one being favorable to the offense is uh, predicated on the idea that the offense is taking space off of the kill. If you, as the defense, push really aggressively. And you know, catch and you take more ground than the offense, and you and it's a one for one trade. Then that's now favorable to the defense. I don't like. Okay, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but also I think yeah. if you're if you're in a scenario in which, say, say we're playing a set, right? Like both both jets swing tree and tiles or B links respectively with ops. Yeah. One person, or like, okay, actually, let's have it be a raise on the enemy team, right? You you, you swing tree, raise tosses a nade at you, you get the op kill on raise, you die in her nade. Yeah. That's probably, like, no, no space was taken by either team. That's still advantageous to the attackers. I think it is, in general, advantageous to the attackers because now the yeah. defense is, the defense in general is required to be split up. Meaning that, like, as an attacker, you will most likely have a man advantage on your, like, attack to site. Now, you're splitting them up even more by having only four of them. Right? So now you can go four... It's more likely you're going to enter a site and be a 4v1. Well, more likely a 4v2, right? Like, like assuming yeah. on a two-site map, right? As what you're trying to do as attack is you're trying to go in kind of like 5v2. Right? Is you want to yeah. find the site that has the, the two defenders instead of the site that has the three defenders. Now, obviously, most sites have a mid, and there's kind of a caveat with that, but, like, let's just assume the defenders are Or equal. three sites in general. Sure. Yeah. Like, let's just assume the defenders are split between the sites. Right? It's like, you want to attack the site that has fewer defenders based on how they've split themselves up. And you could consider that a win if you identify which site has two defenders instead of three defenders. Now, when you're in a 4v... When you're in a 4v4, you're going in, most likely, 4v2. And so it matters less which site 
you hit now. Because they most likely only have two defenders, it's you're you're less likely to run into a scenario where they've got three defenders there. And you can always get that one pick, and you guys can back off, go quiet, kill noise, buy some time, wait for the defense to shift themselves back around, and try to find the gaps. Because the maps are designed to have somewhat around the count of five avenues. Like you look at Haven, you've got you've got B site, you've got A long, A short, uh, garage, and C long. Five avenues. In theory, you can commit one defender to each of those. As soon as you're four v four, something's now open. Something doesn't have a defender. And as the attackers, you can try to either use utility or just contact up and try to find out where that gap is. And if you're 4v4, you can do that. Yeah, I, I definitely see, you know, I would definitely agree that the benefit of, you know, even, a, an even kill is more towards attackers. Um, yeah, more just in general. But I'm wondering... I'm wondering if it's enough to warrant shifting the point scale. It might be. I'd have to think about it. Like I, I don't disagree. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, w- w- I was also thinking about the the team success thing, and I think that that layer to it, and I think that that actually kind of falls into the same issue as I'm considering it more as the tracker score that we've been discussing, where your tracker score very often doesn't say all that much because people on the losing team just have way worse tracker scores than people on the winning team. And it's like, on the one hand, it makes sense that you account for how your team did in your performance. But on the other hand, you can also just look at the final score to determine how your team did and then be like, oh, well, clearly you didn't do enough as a team. Yeah, because you lost the fucking game. Right, you lost yeah. the game. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's what annoys us about, like, the tracker right. score and for those that don't really know what that is or don't use tracker um like tracker will give you a score now on every game and in general how you're doing um that will put you in a tier of are you like yeah. likely to like increase in rank save at the current rank or or decrease in rank um based on how you've been playing but it's so heavily weighted on whether or not you've been winning games which makes sense for like you know are you likely to increase or decrease in rank? Yeah, sure. But also like, you know, Valorant can be streaky and maybe you're like popping off in games and your team is losing. And that's not necessarily on you for that game. Like why is your tracker score super fucking low for that? Just cause you lost the game, but like you were playing very well. Right. Okay. So actually here's a, I, I found one game in my competitive history. Um, it was the last game actually. No way, there's a game in your competitive history? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Holy we lost, heck. We lost 6 to 13. I had a 6 points, or like a uh, 665 tracker score. Which is pretty solid considering we lost the game 6 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, but it's the only example I can find out of any of them in which uh, I have an I had above, a 6. I have an above 500 tracker score in a loss. Every other loss is just like, well, no shit, my tracker score is low. We fucking lost. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm moving away. I would have to rethink that to make it meaningful at all, because I think the way it is, it's not very good. 
But yes, Cass, I'm, if you wanted to say more about the de- offense versus defense, that's perfectly fine. My mind goes in a lot of different directions at once. No, no. I kind of steered like, the direction I, away. Like, that was kind of the majority of the take that I had on that. It's just that, like, the getting getting into, like, when you're, when you're on the attack, like, generally speaking, going even trades from, like, a 5v5 to a 4v4 to a 3v3 to a 2v2, are generally advantageous to the attackers. Obviously, if you go to a 4v4, but you lost your spokes player, well, that's kind of an L. Um, yeah. And so in, in Valorant, more so than a game like CS, it's, it is it is somewhat predicated on which agents you end up losing. Um, like getting a kill on, getting a kill on an Astra is probably way more impactful than getting a kill on a Yoru. Or getting a kill on a Brim who's already used all his fucking utility is whatever. Sure, mm-hmm. it's nice, but like he dropped his Molly, used his Stim Beacon, all three smokes are out. Well, he's just yeah, a gun. like that. that's too much to kind of take Yeah, in. no, like, I get How it. much utility yeah. does the no, opponent no, have? No, no, I get it. Right, right. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, think, a... I think the what hunters yeah. devise is just so much more informational on how you've done in the game. Were mm-hmm. your kills important in winning the game? Even if you lost the game, it doesn't change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what I was kind of going for because I at one point had a bunch more modifiers, and I'm trying to remember what they were. I don't even remember. But basically, I was trying to keep it relatively streamlined to where like. Yes, there are going to be cases where you get shafted by this and cases where you get more points than you should have, but it will average out to being pretty reasonable. Um, I'm going to say I doubt we'll discuss this on the podcast again unless one of the tracker devs does add it a tracker, in which case we'll definitely discuss it again. But uh, I might go back and forth in the Discord with you guys, uh, not just you and not just you two, but other people in the Discord and, you know, revise it, see what other people think. Okay, also, I've got a tracker score of one in a game. Oh, yeah, I've had that. One? Yeah, one. The worst I see is a tracker score of three. <laughs> I've I've had a one. Oh, how many kills did you have in the game where you got a one? Seven. I, I have a five kill game where I got three. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a thousand. I don't know if a, is a thousand I found, I found a nine nine nine. Yeah. Um but Oh, I do have a one. I had six kills in that game. I was six and fifteen, and we lost three to thirteen. I have a nine 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 as well. I think nine 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 might be the max. But a big thing about your tracker score is that, um, like it counts uh, round win percent as a quarter of the score. Yeah, which I think is just stupid. Yeah, like ra- like how you did in the round does not necessarily mean that you won the round. Because if you, like, get a 4K and then the last player 1v5s you, like, that should be way better for you. Yeah. And I mean, I guess in, in general, like, even in that scenario, like, yes, like, the the four things that go into your tracker score are, um, what, uh, round win percentage, cast, uh, ACS, and damage delta per round. Yeah. And so if you get a 1v4 or if you if you get a 4k and then they 1v5 like you're probably are increasing. It is a net positive on your tracker score for that round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh but shoot! It does I'm also, lower yeah. it that that you lost the round. Yeah, I'm also realizing another dynamic to this, which is that um, basically you're counted for your team's impact on you twice because there is your round win percentage, but then there's also your cast. Your cast is also dependent on how competently your team plays around you, even though obviously there are things you can do to have a better cast. Well, and the reason the reason why I was saying survive this doesn't rely on your team. Yeah, kill assist survive. Does Actually, not, assist it's only somewhat. trade. Assist relies on your assist. Team. Well, assist and also survive, and also kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? A lot of that revolves around your team. How well they're using utility to set you up for kills. How well they're you know if you're if you have a good flank watch versus okay, not. Sure, depends but all, on if you all of that. Yeah. Okay. But like yeah. at that point, literally everything relies on your team in some capacity. Well, but what I'm well, just saying guess, is the only one that yeah. you're really focused on here is the trade. The the other ones is like yeah. oh well like I got out of dodge that's something that I did therefore my tracker score or my cast is improved I got a kill therefore my my cast score yeah. is improved oh I didn't get traded when there was Tony standing in tower with me what the fuck well now my cast has gone to shit thanks Tony um <laughs> but like wow. right, right. Oh, poor Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking yeah, of this I lost my where... Vandal round two because Cass didn't realize someone had slipped past into sight, <laughs> even though he was supposed to be watching it with his cam. Yeah. No, oh, God, um, I'm just thinking of a round where this Ray's blast backs up towards heaven, walks past Tony, and right-clicks me in the face with a classic. <laughs> and I'm just standing there being like, yo, Tony, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you were right there. How did this happen? That's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like to use a very concrete example um, of the whole thing we're talking about, I was looking at that game that we we all three played earlier on Fracture, where there's a throwing Reyna on the other team, and we just absolutely stomped them. And there was a raise on our team who went twelve and eleven, and she got a tracker score of seven twenty one. And then the top frag on the other team, who legitimately had some very nice plays, their harbor went 20 and 14, so plus uh, plus uh, 6 instead of plus 1, and really was playing pretty well at times. And he got a 509. Ooh, so he got yeah, a he, way worse tracker score. His tracker score game. should be good. He was a fucking good player. Yeah, yeah the hard. fact that, yeah. you know, he, and I was, the reason why I brought up cast is because I looked and I saw his cast is 56%, whereas our raises was 72 and I think a lot of that can be blamed on the fact that, you know, our team was just playing well together, um, such that Raze was not being in situations where she would have to worry about surviving as much, getting traded better, getting set up for kills better, whereas, like, he was fighting for his life and doing a damn good job. Like, I don't think the 56 cast really says anything bad about the harbor from that game. But, like, that's being, that's, a, that's another part that's favoring the Raze instead of him. Isn't your cast, like, a percentage of the rounds you played in? Yeah. So, like, so long as you get a yeah. kill during a round or an assist, you have a 100% cast, right, for that round? Is the only time your cast goes down is when I don't get a kill, don't get assist, don't survive, and don't get traded? Is that the only time you get negative cast? I'm not sure because I would have thought that's correct, but I'm looking at this and the harbor. Let me let me take a look. Because if, if in fifty percent of the rounds you didn't have jack shit out of those, then well, yeah, your cast should be not great. 
Also, just really quickly, if you guys go view yeah. the stream, check out the enemy Neon's name. Name. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, no, I was just I was just looking <laughs> at this too. Cass was in a game where um where the enemy Neon's name was Cass on top. Uh, they top fragged their team, and Cass top fragged his team. Yeah. Oh my god, that is wild! <laughs> Holy, which is just really funny. But yeah, Cass was on top in in all scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I thought Cast had to do with individual interactions because how can you say survive? Let's just survive the round, I guess. Yeah, like, because well, yeah. I mean, at Cipher, there are a bunch of rounds where I'm anchoring site. I'm on the other site. They hit the other site. I don't do shit. By the time I've rotated over, they're all dead. Or I don't even rotate because I never get the call that they're on site because they just get wiped out before they even get there. Yeah, the kill is... Yeah, so I guess it is a round thing where if yeah. you do none of those... Yeah, it's not great. But like, if you, <laughs> but, Yeah, but like, I mean, if you think about it this way, right? Especially uh, the second half of that game when we switch sides... I was, me and, and Chase were absolutely just running it down, trying to get as many kills as possible for the fun of it. And maybe Cass, maybe you're doing that too, but me and Chase are more vocal. No, I'm, a, I'm a cypher. That's a lot harder for me to do. I mean, you still could have done it. You shouldn't do it in Silva, <laughs> but I was doing it. Anyway, the, the point being that we were taking all the engagements and winning a lot of them. So it was incredibly easy for our Rays to survive the round. Like, the S part of it was made very easy for our raise, and she got a lot of rounds off of that, I would imagine, without going to her performance specifically. Yeah, because we were the ones taking all the duels, and right. we were winning the rounds, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. then the harbor on the other side, you think about it, he throws his wall for his team. You know, with controllers, how assists are calculated is not, you know, always the most... You don't necessarily get assists for preventing your team from getting shot by people. That doesn't really work that way. There are plenty of times he threw good utility for his team. His team all died, and now he's being swarmed by us. And, you know, if he gets if he gets no kill, no assist, and just dies there, does that mean he played poorly in that round? Not necessarily. So so that's kind of where I'm saying. Yeah, I think that yeah. team your team performance does play a big role in cast. But I, yeah, I also, I'm, I'm more on the fence than I thought that I was for this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like gonna... double jeopardy is what I'm saying. Like, obviously, Cast has a lot more to do with individual performance than round percent win does. But the fact that tracker score is taking both into account just has such a big performance of how you're, such a big faction, like, factor of how good your team is doing that it really plays into what we're saying of, you know, you just get screwed if your team doesn't do well, regardless of how well you played the engagements in the game true yeah i guess that's like if you're someone that's like a sentinel or controller and you're going to be last alive a lot then cast is really not in your favor if your team's bad even if you're playing pretty well um yeah and even if you're a like if you're supposed to be taking that initial space like a duelist um and you just have no one following you up to trade you true um, yes then then also you could be performing pretty well taking the space for your team but not um you know, yeah if you don't get the assist or the trade because that person yeah. doesn't die or doesn't or, die yeah, yeah, yeah right like you you do like one like 120 to, to somebody and then they just survive the rest of the round and you're like oh like i didn't get my assist for that like that's mm -hmm. oh i hate I, that i hate I that i took yeah. space and they right. were one hp like what the fuck <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. i mean also like again just to play devil's advocate here like 
and it's something that I'm guilty of too, uh, like when I'm playing Jet, is like, I'll go in preemptively. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'll blow my load prematurely. In terms of like, yeah, you're ah, saying, before your team was ready yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Out, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, like the reason I didn't yes. get traded is because like my team was sitting behind a fucking Viper Molly, right? And I was just like, and oh, in that well. case, that is on yeah. you. Yeah, it's so like, like well, there I are a lot of scenarios where that yeah. is on you as a duelist as well. Right. But I'm saying that there are scenarios yeah. where it's not, and you right. can still have a really bad cast because of that. Sure. Or like, yeah. I mean, like, because Chase has been playing Phoenix a lot, right? It's like, well, all right, Chase flashed in and he went in, but then he tripped the Killjoy alarm bot, who now popped her Molly at the choke point. Yeah. And well, it's like, okay, do I take 70 fucking damage to go through this and try to trade him? Or do I just say, ah, well, hope you get the kill, Chase. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand here and look at my camera. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and yeah. that actually, I don't know if this is a full segue, but um, that brings to mind something I was talking about earlier, which is that as we get ready to have our premier team take over the world, um, one of the things That's I was thinking claim. is, it, oh, it's 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 an accurate statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> That one of the things I think we should do is have clear protocols of because it's something that happens, you know, in our ranked games, even when we're five stacking a lot is exactly what was described, where some people will be will have a read of the situation where they think we have an opportunity, we, we should go ahead and push on to site through this utility, or in spite of there being people here, and then others will think, oh, it's time to start thinking about, you know, backing off, and then you have this schism between the people who are going in and the people who are backing out and it's kind of a worst of both worlds situation so i definitely think it'd be good for us to have some protocols where someone is calling okay you know it might not be the best situation but let's go or all right don't go in Cass. we're, we're backing out you know, i mean i think that's just like an igl thing right is like even right even not the right decision is better so long as all five people commit to it yeah 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 now, if we're gonna make the decision hey we're bursting through this Viper Molly and Viper Orb, and we're taking sight. Like, maybe that's not the best decision, but if all five of us make that choice and go in, it's way better than us not committing. Two people make that choice, and then they just die effectively for free. Yeah. And so I think that's like, I think that like, but I think the majority of that gets solved with an IGL. An IGL is just like, hey, we're going. Like, IGL, but also like, hey, like knowing, like, hey, I'm waiting, like, as that person who's going to exec on the site, I'm waiting for my IGL's call. Am I going in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think right. even maybe this is the military in, in me speaking, but I also think it'd be good if we had a very clear word as well, because it could be like, oh, well, let's push up to site, you know, let's go in, but then like, you know, at what point is there a potential to call that off? Like, right. I feel like it'd be good if we had a word. That's Leroy like okay. Jenkins. A safe it. word. We need a safe word. No, we need a safe word. Of like, we need a safe word yeah. and a uh, a unsafe a not word. safe word. Yeah. 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 If we, no, no. If, <laughs> so someone, if someone calls word. for a Leroy, that yeah. means we're fucking going in. Going in <laughs> Come and, hell or high water. <laughs> what's the What's the back the fuck off? Pineapple. <laughs> it works. It works. Pineapple guys. Yeah. Um. SOS, we got a pineapple situation over <laughs> right, here. You guys ever watch like team calm videos from from like orgs in in part? I was gonna say actually, yeah. they play professional actually games like and they they put out their team calm videos. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm surprised there's not more code words. Yeah, blue yeah. forty two. <laughs> well, I mean, probably, 
Hi. I think a reason where <laughs> just funny for you to say that to somebody who doesn't give a shit about football. <laughs> but yeah, um, being me, not not Hunter. Yeah, being I was talking about Cass. Yeah. Oh, you as too. someone, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think the code words could be more helpful for us than they could be for pros because the pros have scrimmed together so much that they know if their IGL is like, all right, guys, let's send it in there or, you know, let's, let's hit it. Uh, their IGL could probably say things different ways, but they're so and, but they in know tune with what their IGL yeah. means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know what the strats are. So they don't necessarily need the specific word because this is not Carmine core. I'm talking about just to be clear, but like <laughs> a lot of pro teams, probably there's more synergy there. Oh, no, no, we just have, uh, we got the W key and the S key. So this, this, this is a W rounder, like, ah, uh, guys, like, uh, hover the S key here. Like, this might, this might be an abort kind of situation. I think it's just how, yeah. I feel like it, this is more of a whatever our IGL ends up uh, feeling most comfortable with, it's uh, on us for, to figure out what they mean. Yeah. But also, yeah. no, no, we, we definitely well, and, go, and the IGL for being clear on that, yeah. but. We definitely go Reroy Jenkins and Roe v. Yeah. Wade. Those are those are the two codes. Oh God! No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut stuff out of the podcast. What the heck? Oh man! I might actually cut that out. <laughs> I, I don't understand the Roe v. Wave one yet. It has like fully processed. I don't Abort understand mission. why that's. Oh. <laughs> I was like, back off! Like yeah. I'm not quite ready for this yet. <laughs> Reverse the decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> did we want to before we really dive into Premiere, did we want to talk about uh updates from the, our current act challenge or did you have something else in mind, Cass? No, no, we should go into that. Yeah, we should go into the into the act challenge. How do I see how do I overview? Boom. Well Calm. any anyway, like when this comes out, what this this will come out on Monday. When does the act end? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So the, yeah, this is coming out at the time when we are done, and we have spent a full act only insta locking a single character. Yes. Um, yes. Which is kind of fucked, and not the character we wanted to play. Um, Indeed. Wait, actually, I- I'm very curious. If you guys go and look at this act, how often did you guys end up having to play your alternate pick? Never. You played a game as Jet. I played a game as Jet on my alt. Hmm. Yeah, I played 1.8 hours, which I think was three games of Fade. Yeah, oh no, it says it right there. Yeah, three matches of Fade. Okay. Um, when I go to Agents for this act, I only have Phoenix. I have 80 matches on Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, on my alt, I have now overtaken time played on Jet. On well, your ult, wow. Yeah, okay. on your ult, because you've only played on your ult. Oh, right, yeah, that doesn't really mean shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I still have yeah. doubled the number of hours on Chamber. Yeah, because you only uh. played on your ult when you <laughs> when Chamber came out, too. Uh. Uh, this, is, this is really interesting. So, you know, part of my deal, I have a unique situation here, which is that I was allowed to pick have Fade as my number one on Split in particular. And at the beginning of the act, I played a couple split matches where I just didn't do that because I was just wanting to really get used to playing Sova. Um, But then after I played Fade once on split, I was like, oh, this is really fun. But I just haven't got the chance to do it because I just looked and split is the map I've gotten the least by far. I've played on split seven times. 
and I've played on Fracture 11 and Ascent 12 times. And those are your next ones up? Well, no, th- those are the highest. But, like, oh. the, the next one, it's, like, 7, and then I have 1, 8, and then everything else is more than 8. So, like, it's just unfortunate for me that I haven't had more of a chance to play Fade. And, like, Insta-Locking Silva, no one beats me to Insta-Locking Silva. It happened one time. One time someone beat me to Insta-Picking Silva. <laughs> and I wasn't even Insta-Locking. I went to grab a snack or something and came back. Hmm. Um, so, yes, not very much Fade for my number two for me. Can you sort by amount of games played or no? You have to sort by wins or losses. On your agents? On When you just go to... You go. You go to, to your profile. Oh, yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. So you just have to do the math. Yeah. I guess. Right. Um. Interestingly enough, my worst map has my highest win rate percentage. Ha- hmm. What oh, you like used? worst map uh, like, ADR wise or well, no, no wise? worst map like every stat wise. Mm. Worst map ACS. Mm. Worst map KD. Worst map ADR. Worst map Delta damage. Like, I have a sixty percent win rate in. What map is that? Pearl. Makes sense. Wow. I suck huh. dicks at Pearl, but I'm surprised we've won any fucking Pearl game. Yeah, no, P- Pearl is my worst map in all stats as well. I was Wait, just looking. It, it, you have a sixty percent on Pearl though, Cass. Yeah, I got a sixty percent win rate on Pearl. Man, that's wild. Th- those must be driven by games with Tony because I have a thirty-three percent win rate on Pearl. I have a forty-six. Yeah. Wow. But no, it's actually my highest win rate map right now. But as it, as it is for me. Wait, what, what's your highest win rate? Split. Split. Um, I'm fifty percent. Scum. My best ADR and best ult to damage though. The map that I personally play the best on though, I think, is is Ascent. Which. I feel like I'm also pretty good at Ascent on on Jet. I'd have to. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of funny, because, like, if we look at Sentinels, just KJ is so much better than Cypher on a set. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just such a not-optimal pick. Right, but I I, I think that's another thing, though, is, like, you, like, Cypher has a couple of, like, well, he's got one brutally nasty trip on on B um, that covers both Switch and Highway and is very complicated to to shoot and that hallway angle that you get pinged on is bangable from like a lot of different places um mm-hmm. but i think you're you're almost incentivized to go highway because you're like oh well there's no kill joy in the enemy team like waiting to, waiting to fucking run it down highway um yeah also right i, I, I can't believe but like no one seems to know where the cypher cam goes on Ascent B-Side. And I think it probably has a lot to do with the fact that you just mostly play Killjoy. Never see it. You just yeah, never see a Cypher. Like, yeah, it yeah. is. It is by far and away the cam that fucking everybody uses. And you don't use a different one because it's so much fucking better than all the other ones. And nobody ever breaks it. Admittedly, it's obnoxious. it's obnoxious as hell to deal with before you get sight. But I'm talking about, like, if I have that cam up and I'm in a, like... Like, we get into, like, a post-plant scenario, like, 2v2, 3v3. Nobody fucking... Like, I'll, I'll tag five, six people with that camp. And nobody ever breaks it. Nobody ever I'm fucking always, breaks it. I'm always surprised at how often, you, like, how long you have your cam up sometimes when you're, like, giving full comms of a site. Mm-hmm. 
right? You, yeah. You'll just be like sitting there in your cam, uh, watching people like, and you're like, oh yeah, uh, Sova's behind pillar right now. Oh, Fade is coming up, and uh, and, and Reyna's about to leer, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, how are you watching this entire thing and nobody sees this little camera darting around? Um, <laughs> well, there, there's. I guess you haven't pinged anybody with it, which is smart in a way. Yeah, I usually don't. Like, like if I think it's in an area where I can get more residual value by not pinging someone, like, I won't ping someone. Because as soon as I ping someone with a dart, it's more likely that they're going to find out where it is and break it. Um, so there's, like, yeah. there's one camera I use on Icebox in particular that nobody fucking knows where it goes. Nobody ever breaks it. And it's so fucking valuable after they get spiked down. Um, and... Like I like I just made the conscious decision to never ping anybody with that cam, or never tag anybody with that cam. Yeah, just so they don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. And they're because, not then looking for it in future games. You're like, right? Well, not I'm not hoping even, not even out in general. <laughs> not even future <laughs> games. It's like within that game. It's like every time I'm playing B site, that cam will be up. Like I will place my cam there, and I don't want them to know to clear this. Because right. there are a couple cipher cams that are annoying to clear in that they require you to turn your back to any angle that might swing you and bring your crosshair to the middle of the fucking sky to shoot. Which is why they're annoying to deal with. But this one, you can be very safe from anybody who could be swinging you and break this cam if you know where it is. But there's no where reason for you to ever look in this fucking corner. Uh, you know that cubby on B-Long Icebox? One yeah. that you can play in with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's in the top corner of that. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. People just don't clear that. <clears throat> People just like there's like because if you're gonna clear that angle, you're so close to that angle that that cipher cam is above the vision of your screen, and nobody's going to then look up into that corner. Yeah, you're just like, oh, nobody's there. Push to yellow. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's the that's what um, you're thinking. Yeah, it, it's in the corner up there, and it's in the corner that like your back would be to as you push past it. Uh, right. So like, just nobody ever fucking breaks that camp, and like for retakes, it, it it gives you full knowledge on who's like who's holding from that half. It views a good amount of back yellow. Uh, it views anybody who's playing behind that like that box that you can behind use anybody who would be under nest uh it it, it peeks into danger um like it, it just sees fucking everything and so it's like i i don't want people to know where this is so that they then go and break this in future rounds right yeah that's fair i mean yeah how do you think you've been doing on the cypher in general what's your uh what's your end take here we're at we're at the very end of this uh yeah of this challenge i feel like it 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 took a bit, but, like, once I got to the point where I had, or, like, I have setups that I feel fine running on the majority of sites, and I have different options instead of it just being the same one over and over again, like, I definitely feel better on the Cypher. Um, there, there, There's still a couple of times that, like, it's like, ah, oh, man, really wish I was Jet right now. But, like, I'm sure that everybody runs into that scenario when you're playing an agent that is not your your main. Or if you just main multi- or, like, you play multiple agents consistently, right? Like, you're going to run into a scenario where it's like, ah, like, could really fucking use a brim smoke right about now. Um, 
But to a certain degree, I can kind of use a Cypher Cage this, a similar way I'd use a Jet Smoke. Um, I think the Jet Smokes are... Actually, that's a really good... I'm not sure which one I think would be better. That's actually a really hard question. Just, like, as an individual piece of utility. At least, like, I would personally prefer a Jet Smoke because I'm better with them. But, um... Yeah, but you can really use it, like, you know, hide off on site or, you know, throw it at your feet to, to block an angle. Yeah, yeah. Very similar way. But then I think that the Cypher Cage has a lot more applicability in, you know, of obviously the setups and the kill trips and stuff like that, where mm -hmm. um, Jet Smokes don't necessarily have that, other than, like, throwing a quick one-way. Yeah, the Jet Smokes are easier to get one-ways out of. Um, you don't need a fucking lineup to get a one-way. They don't last as long. Yeah, but, like, the Cypher Cage is also, assuming I've set them up preemptively, don't give away my position. Mm -hmm. If you see me throwing a jet one way, you know where I am. Yeah, definitely. Like you can because you can preemptively set up cipher cages. Like it doesn't necessarily give away where I'm playing. Um, and also, them being a different geometry is really interesting in, in certain facets. Instead of it being just like being a, the the sphere, not a sphere, the a cylinder. Yeah, instead of it a sphere. being a cylinder instead of a sphere can be really interesting in certain scenarios. Um, oh, and Arctic sure. was Arctic was showing me a couple of uh, a couple of cipher cages you could do that like seem like they're doing one thing, but in actuality you're ratting out in a corner and it's perfectly covering you. Mm -hmm. Like it, it looks like corner you're cages. Making, yeah, yeah, it looks like you're caging something off, but like. You're really just ratting out in that corner. Whereas there are a couple that, like, if you were to use those, it'd be very... Or I guess it'd be kind of telling that that cage isn't doing shit. Therefore, you're probably using it to rat in a corner. Um. Yeah, like like a corner cage, that, that, that thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, some of them are pretty obvious that, like, that cage... Like, why the fuck is that cage there? Um... There's another one I found that's actually really useful for baiting people into thinking it's a corner cage, on um. Hmm. Uh, and so it like pulls them like away from where you actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I like, I I end up using it because a couple times I'm running low on time, and I have a one way lineup. But if I miss the lineup, the cage bounces off and lands on the ground on on fracture a site. Okay. But conveniently, the area which it lands, if I miss my lineup makes it look like I'm using it as a corner cage. And so people will swing out to the left when they're exiting A main to spam that cage when I'm actually just playing hell. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a that's a nice, happy accident. Is... Yeah, exactly. It's, I'd rather have the one way, yeah. but I was running well in time and didn't have time to go pick my cage up before the barriers dropped. So now I'm just, like, now I just have this as bait. Like, that, that's all yeah. it is, because it looks like it's a corner cage. Um, that's some cool uh, tech right there. Yeah, it seems like you are getting used to the Cypher. I think in our games, like, I can definitely tell that you've, you're doing a lot more on him. Um, still picking up the op quite a bit. Um, Dude, the op goes I always, I always significantly cringe when it's on attack. And that, that yeah. happens Isn't it quite a bit. For me to have the op on attack than it would be on defense. 
No, because you can easily use an op to use your trips. Like, like your your kill trips are almost more effective with the op. Nah, because like I only got one shot with the kill. Like on the kill trips, like with an op, I'd have like a split second. So oftentimes people break them pretty easily, or they're still moving around. Like, right, it, like, and then it, they're not... they're trying to move, and you have to like spray it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're trying effective. to move around. It's like it, it it's it's more effective to spray it down. Um, honestly, yeah, but are, you're with the op, you're more likely to just hit that body shot immediately. Maybe, maybe that like that could be true, but you only have one shot then, basically. Yeah. Instead of then, even after the like silhouette disappears, you can spray the general area. Mm-hmm. Also, on top of that, I found that like because cipher trips. Now, this this is a change I would I would support. Um. But it's 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 almost stupid that like one person can run into the trip and then they get highlighted and everybody else can just funnel out without that trip being broken. Like somebody can be standing in the trip fully highlighted, and everybody else just walks straight through it now because it can only hold one person at once. Um, and so with an op, there's there's like a solid chance that I just get run down anyway, even if I get the kill on the highlighted person, with everybody else just flooding out. Is Hunter frozen or is it just dead nope. air? No, nope, okay. just dead air. <laughs> I was looking at you. I was, I was wondering what was going on. Yeah. We could probably cut that one in post. Um, <laughs> you could cut what? Five seconds. <laughs> yeah, the five seconds. Yeah. Where... Everybody thinks the podcast is fucking froze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't yeah. think they think that. I think they just think we're super unprofessional. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could have figured I mean, that out are. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take dead air to realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like as, as soon as there's dead air, I'm just like so like like every nerve in my body just goes off. Um, specifically because I like had a radio show for so long that was live, and dead air is the absolute worst thing. Like they nail it into you. Like you cannot have dead air on the radio. So, it, <laughs> um, so anytime like any there's like silence in the podcast, I'm like, holy fuck, I need to say something. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's great. Um... But yeah, I think I'm. Oh, Tony. So, how about the weather, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably the only one that'll actually end up playing the agent that they were put on after this act. Like, I feel like neither of you two will be playing much of the agent you were placed on. I mean, I think that's a lie, and I don't think that that's only that's uh, for Hunter at all. I I can definitely see Hunter never picking up a sofa again in his life. Correct. But um, I think for yeah. me, particularly, um, yeah, I will most definitely be playing Phoenix after this act. Hmm. Um, yeah. Now, maybe that's just recency bias. And as soon as I get back on the Bram, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, I love this so much more." <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are definitely times where I'm like, "Yo, the Phoenix is fun as hell," and it's always when I'm yeah. popping off, obviously. And mm. you know, maybe I would have had a similar game as Brim and like understood it better. But there are just times playing Phoenix where you're like the aggression is just fun i really like yeah i i miss that with and before i even switched to the phoenix like i had that sometimes where i'm like you know i just want to play aggressive and especially if you're popping off in a game yeah, yeah um like even as brim i would just play aggressive and be getting the kills and be winning the game right like that's 
It's fun to do. Mm-hmm. And so Phoenix just enables that even more. Yeah, it's like now you have the utility that allows you to be that aggressive. Yeah, yeah. because I can flash an angle and just run it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, like, off-barrier drop. Like, when, when Cass, like, will cage the cross, I almost always flash through his cage and just push out. Yeah. Um, which I, I just love doing that so much. And obviously as, as Brim, I can't do it, do that. I'm the one smoking the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but uh, there are just times when I'm playing Brim where I'm like, I I wish I could do something like that. Cause I I feel like the edge of like, I want to go in, but I, I can't, um, the flip side of that is that playing Brim, the lows are not as low. Uh, true, <laughs> Phoenix, true. Yeah. Phoenix is high highs and very low lows for me. Mm. Um, because if you're not on that day, or you know, sometimes the other team just has a player that's better than you, or five. Yeah, and they're <laughs> they're just fucking tapping you every single time you you flash through. Somehow one of them is was playing anti flash or was on an angle that wasn't every flash. Time. And they just, yeah fucking every single time you do it you're mixing it up you're doing everything you can attacking different sites different like approaches and they just kill you and you're like fuck and then like a game earlier today i was like oh and seven at one point <laughs> like it was yeah. bad you were i know i had one kill in the first half yeah you were you were one in 12 by the end of the first half i think you were yeah oh and yeah 10. i was just gonna say that it's been funny to see chase experience the uh Duelist on defense debuff and then the uh, extreme reversal of that on offense. Yeah. 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 F- playing Phoenix on defense kind of sucks. Like, because the only thing that I can really do is just push out somewhere. And then most of the time I'm pushing out into like four people. Three of them might have been flashed, and the one of them is the one that's going to kill me. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say one thing that I've noticed about Chase's Phoenix is that he, his, um, is Molly usage is is better than probably any Phoenix player because he's coming from Brim and Sova who have, you know, that kind of AOE damage. And just like the times he throws his Molly, I'm like, wow, I would have never thought to do that. And it's usually very good. A lot of, a lot of fire kills from Phoenix, literally. Yeah. I do love using the Molly. Um, obviously coming from playing Brim. But, I think it's funny that uh, you've got more Phoenix Molly lineups than you've got Brim Molly lineups. I don't know if that's true because I only have one lineup that actually is a lineup as Phoenix. Um, actually, I have two. Um, but how many Brim Molly lineups you got? Well, after the other day when I went and labbed out like a bunch on ascent, like six or seven. But <laughs> prior to. <laughs> prior to that too there you have it. <laughs> uh but yeah phoenix like you just know based on the on the circle of like the, on the sound circle like you know uh where to throw the, the molly so um i i just use that a lot or it's just general in like intuition mm-hmm. um where like brim you have to bounce stuff it has a lot more uh momentum when you throw the brim molly than a phoenix molly does so I feel like it's more difficult to just come up with on-the-fly stuff. Uh, unless you're, like, really close to the angle and you can bounce it off something that it's going to just hit a wall and land at the foot of that wall. I think um, it's two bounces, right? Yeah. Um, if I can, like, throw it into a cubby or something, like, you don't need a lineup for that. But mm-hmm. just, like, generally throwing it over something is a lot harder because it's a much further distance to throw it just up into the sky over something than it is mm-hmm. with the Phoenix. 
where I have like a general idea of like, oh, if I throw the Phoenix Molly up, here's where it's going to land. True. Uh, true. There's a specific instance the other day. Uh, I think I was in a game with Hunter where I was in like a 1v2 on Fracture and um, somebody tapped bomb. And I also knew somebody was like close left to me from CT. Uh, I was on attack. Yeah. Attack bomb was down. Yeah. Post plant. Yeah. Uh, post plant. Um, and it was like a, okay. One person's close. One person just tapped and they're behind cover. Like bomb is not planted for me at all. Yeah. Um, and I was able to like throw the Molly turn on the one close left, get the kill on the person close left. And then the person died to the Molly. Yeah. Uh, and I got the clutch and I was like, that is fucking sick. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. And that's probably much uh, easier to do on the fly than with brim because the bounces might screw you up. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, with a, with a brim Molly, I could try to do the same thing, but I'm not sure where that Molly is going to land. Uh, mm -hmm. Unless I have like a predetermined lineup that I know this is going to land default. And yeah. now I'm going to go swing this like side. Um, so yeah, that's that's fun to do as well. Yeah, it's it's been fun to see Chase getting you know embracing the aggression and uh, you know just you know sending it in post play. You know, and the cool thing has been seeing Chase being like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go get kills," <laughs> even when it doesn't necessarily make sense. I'm like, "Yes, Chase." Well, yeah, that, that's that's why you wanted yeah. to put Chase on on the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my goals have been accomplished very your, much. Your goals so. have been accomplished. Yeah, is my well. The my... thing is, the, the whole goals are: is it going to continue after? And who knows? Right. Well, um... I mean, to be fair, it's it's really just having the, you know, it's having the something that we don't normally do have that be benefit, like feel more comfortable to dip into that in the cases where it makes sense. So yeah. I'm not saying that I want Chase to be more of a Phoenix player than a Brim player. Just that there being some, you know, situations where, as we say in football, you can pin your ears back and just go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what, it, what I wanted from Chase was him to just take more duels, which he is doing on the Phoenix. Um, the both goals like, are accomplished. Am, am I yeah. any better at them? That's questionable. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted Chase to take duels, just get reps in on just, just raw 50-50 gunfights. And getting the confidence in that, hey, I'm going to swing this. I am winning. Um, which I, I think the Phoenix has definitely helped with. Because right? like, not all the time when you flash an angle and you swing out, is that person flashed? No, but I, I just, yeah, I, I definitely have, I think in that sense, increased my confidence in just taking, like just swinging a corner. Right. But that is definitely aided by the fact I have utility to swing that corner with. And yeah. I know that if that person is in the middle, they're flash. And if they're not, I know where to be looking as soon as I swing that corner mm -hmm. so that if they're not flashed, I know where they're going to be. Right. Yeah. The thing is, as brim, I don't have that utility. So swinging a corner like that is not the same. I would not have the same confidence as brim because I don't get to flash it. They could be anywhere. They're not flashed. They yeah, could just be holding that angle fully. Sure, there, there's like there, there's a term though. I believe, I think it's Wahujin that uses this term a fair amount. But like, I, I I've heard it elsewhere on Reddit and stuff like that called like a a deady peak or like a dedicated peak. And it's I'm swinging this to peak one specific angle, and taking a duel at that angle. And if no one is there, I'm jiggling back into cover. 
And so, like, in a yeah. sense, you, mm-hmm. you're you swinging with, or you're just going in with Phoenix would, in theory, improve that. Being like, hey, like, let's take a cent, right? I'm going to swing tiles to tree. There's one angle that I'm looking to take a duel in. I'm not, I'm not wide swinging. I'm not, or like, maybe you are wide swinging, but like, you might not be scanning the angle, right? Looking for who, oh, who could be here anywhere out in the open that I might've flashed. It's, I'm moving out. I am taking this one fight. And if I don't get it, I'm going back to cover. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that actually me on Phoenix has accomplished that. If that's what Mm. you're thinking. Because I would never, as Phoenix, not never, I have done it, but very, very rarely take that duel. Um, as Brim, like, you mean? No, no, as Phoenix. Oh, um, as Phoenix. Oh, I would okay. never take that duel from Tree to to Lynx, or the other way around. Well, I'm not saying as Phoenix you necessarily should, but like the idea is... I'm saying because instill... I, I shouldn't, because my flash is not great for that, because they're also running up to an angle. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah. It's just like it's just a dead peak, and that is a dead fifty-fifty. Who who's gonna be better at this gunfight? Cass's favorite. I love this. That is that yeah, is yeah. what he's claiming he wanted me to do, and I still am vehemently against those gunfights. <laughs> so yeah. I that I don't think that has worked, quote unquote, in Cass's mm. mind because I yeah. would much much rather play A or B main, where I can wait a second, flash through, and catch people off guard. Like, that's probably what I'm doing on defense on Ascent. Maybe, but it's kind of the same thing with, like, I mean, like, let's look at Ascent, right? You're gonna you're gonna flash A main and swing that? Like, it, it's somewhat common for people to play anti-flash A main on defense. Wait for the audio cue. Swing out. And when you flash that, you're swinging that corner. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe you've got this little inkling in your mind that, like, oh, somebody could have gotten to wine, like... I didn't. I didn't peek this off barrier drop. It's possible, but like you're swinging that close corner. Oh, I always peek off barrier drop. Come on. Okay, but like either way, it's like <laughs> like you're swinging the close corner. You're not. You're not scanning the vicinity for where. Oh, yeah. like maybe somebody wide swing this and is hugging the close or like hugging the far wall. It's. It's. I'm taking the stool, if someone is there. Hopefully, but I'm not. I'm not taking that jewel to that initial peak off barrier. I'm what I'm doing is I'm waiting a second till where someone could be at orb, oh, or I even pushed up said, a little bit more. I thought you just said that you that you took this uh, peak off barrier drop, Chase. Right, well, what I meant was that I'm not waiting them for them to get to wine. That that's <laughs> way too long. Yeah. There is an in between though that I am definitely peaking, and that is in between that initial duel where my flash would not catch them, and the duel where. They've pushed up. They think nobody's there. I'm going to flash around that corner. They're at orb. Now, somebody could have gotten to Cubby, well, and my second like my second wait. kill, I don't know which way to flick left oh, or right. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm thinking the other way around. I'm thinking you're on attack. Oh, I've been talking you're, about defense. Oh, yeah, because you're talking about somebody getting to orb. I'm like, well, if they got to orb, they could yeah. definitely fucking get to wine. <laughs> no, no. I'm on, on attack, yeah, 100%. I'm flashing that and peeking it off barrier drop mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Because yeah. that's more likely to catch somebody who's peeking that, like, than the other way around. Right, because you get to that angle first on defense. But yeah. like, like that, like that, but like that. That's what I'm saying. Is like you're, you're, you're flashing and you're swinging this one angle. It's I'm taking a duel with someone who is standing right the fuck here, and hopefully they will be flashed. But if they're not, I'm still fucking taking this duel. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do, I, I guess in, in that way, yes, you're, you're right. There is a bit of that. Yeah. And now you got to Especially on attack, because att- attack is just like, let's fucking go. Yeah. I like the yeah. flat, flash first corner, flash second mm-hmm. corner, or, or I really like flash first corner, wall up, flash through my wall yeah. onto site. Because they think, oh, okay, they're going to go on the other side. And then, well, bam, there you are. You mm-hmm. should big brain them, wall your team off from sight. Just make, like, a little, really quick U. And then <laughs> and flash, flash through, through the wall. wall. <laughs> just like, oh, nope, sorry, we're, we're going back. We're getting out of here. Boom, flash through the wall. Jump out. Yeah. It's a I mean, when I was saying that scenario, I was like, okay, I don't actually flash the first corner in that scenario. I'd kind of just take the duel, mm-hmm. but I, I'm hoping there's no duel. Even and then better. I, I no, flash no, no, you gotta, yeah. and then no, I roll no, up and I no, flash you got to be hoping for the duel. <laughs> no, because I want, I right want to mindset. use my, I want to use my two flashes to take space onto site and not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's like, why you don't. That's why you don't burn a flash on the initial one. That's why you just take that duel, swing out, dick in hand. Yeah, I'll do that as Brim, though, too. Helicopter decking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. I'll drop two smokes and be like, that's enough, and then swing, take that duel. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got to get in the face. Now you just got to up the ante as Jet when you don't have flashes and just swing it mm. anyway. That one game on Jet, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was bad. I thought you actually uh, we, did we won, well on that game. We won the game, and I did very well in the game, but it it was bad. <laughs> any any time I had a piece of jet utility to use, mm. I would have rather not used it. I did very well because my aim was just better than the other team in that game. <laughs> yeah, but also I mean, like that's because you played an agent one time, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's interesting just, that yeah. me and Chase really got like very little of a taste of our secondary, and I mean you as well. You, like you, none of us really what? dipped never, into. Oh, our did you ever play Sage? I, I didn't play Sage. Once. Yeah, you never played Sage. Yeah, which is great. Because <laughs> if I were to play Sage, motherfucker, I'm walling up every time. Fuck, the, that's oh, yeah. a $400 jet updraft, baby. Here's <laughs> <laughs> walling up to an off angle. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, but the best the best part is I can wall myself up in the middle of sight. But jet updraft yeah. in the middle of sight while well, I'm floating there, I better have The amount of times that I'd be, like, somewhere nearby and hear the... I, I'm not even going to do the sound yeah. correctly, but, like, the sound of the sage wall going up and then immediately, what? Because, yeah, it's the yeah, wall. How that would happen quite a lot. Why is there crosshair at the yeah. sky? Yeah. Dude, but, yeah but I've you, been spared that. You bet your ass yeah. I'd be standing in fucking Narnia on, a, on, on my wall as Sage. I kind of want to see that now. Maybe you need to do Sage next act, Cass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. No, no I wouldn't want you to perma do that Sage on our, uh, on our premier team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will All say, right. speaking about Cass and, and Cypher, um, I've well, loved seeing the progression. Mm. Go ahead. Oh, 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 no, no, okay. I, I, I thought you were going to move on to something else, but no, no. Keep no, going. no, no, not at all. Um, the progression from the first, you know, week or so where he was like, man, I just want to go back to playing Jet. I hate Cypher. To then being like, maybe play Cypher a little bit here or there on some maps. To then this past week, he's been solo queuing on Cypher. So I was like, what? Because, like, I don't know how much we discussed it on podcast, but Cass just doesn't solo queue very much. Well, so the fact that he enjoys Cypher enough to solo queue on it's like, my goodness. Well, there's this one like, game. What a, what, a, what a transition. There was one day that yeah. I just really wanted to play, and everybody else was being a weenie. 
Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, no, I gotta, I gotta go eat dinner with Louise. And Hunter's like, ah, oh, no, I'm too busy jacking off 12 times in a row. Um, <laughs> like, whatever yeah, exactly it was. And I'm just like, well, fuck, dude. Like, I, I, I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I solo queue. I'm trying to think of if me or Chase solo queues more. Just overall. It probably no, depends I, on I, when. It, yeah, it depends on when. I definitely solo queue a lot, but. Yeah, probably Chase more recently. But, like, I have no desire to solo queue on Sova. Also, like, no thank you. It's a lot yeah. easier to solo queue playing Cypher than it is to solo queue playing chat. Well, because you're probably helping team comps rather than it resulting in triple duelists. <laughs> well, partially, yes, but also there's just, yeah. like, there's less pressure for me to fucking pop off on Cypher. Yeah. I have a bad game. No one's fucking pointing fingers at me. Yeah, you're... That, that's fun to see you experience that for the first time. And now now you have that agent where, you know, if you're feeling, oh, man, my aim's not all that good, but I want to play, now you can go back to the Cypher, just like I have agents that I do that on. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I wonder if offing on Cypher has improved my offing skills. Because you have to actually take the fight instead of just, you know, and dipping. Well, no, it's just like I, I, I can't be standing in the middle of a fucking angle. You're definitely not as oh, effective true. with the op. I don't, we played a game the other day where, like, I counted my, my op plus martial kills versus my... Oh, yeah, and it was all it was like any all other your weapons. Kills. Yeah, it was 14 out of 18 kills I had with op and martial. Yeah. <laughs> and you give me shit for buying op on attack as Cypher. Ugh, shame on yeah, you. Yeah, you shouldn't. It was... <laughs> what are you talking... I got, like, two picks of fucking ground with that thing. Uh, but I'm saying that if you would have leaned more into the Vandal... Or the or the Phantom at the start, then yeah. maybe you wouldn't be such an op crutch. Ooh, ooh. Maybe you would have gotten three picks around cast. <laughs> no, mm. no, no. They were they were just fucking swinging mid. Like I'm not winning. Yeah, like I... well, they were swinging mid with ops, trying to counter the fact that I was oping mid, and I'm just bad. yeah. Yeah, I will say that I I don't think that the in particular combining a couple different things, the offense cipher lurking with an op. <laughs> is really yeah. optimal at all. I, I really think in Cypher, if you're lurking, you shouldn't have an op, despite the fact that you definitely do that. Yeah, well, Cass I'm has not... the, uh, yeah. the, why the fuck does everybody come to the site that I'm setting up on, on offense? And we're like, yeah. I don't know, someone went a direction and everyone kind of just followed. Because <laughs> there's no, like, there's no IGL that's being like, oh yeah, we're going to do a B split exec here. So then Cass goes and, like, throws a trip on A, and he's like, I was planning on lurking here. But he doesn't calm that. So he... He just like he's like, why the fuck is everyone following me? Don't follow me. I'm gonna peek this with an off. No, well then we have rounds two that are close on site, but Cast isn't there. So then now Cast has to retake in a one v two with an off from like a different side of the map, and it's like, hmm, this seems a little suboptimal. Seems a little familiar. Yeah, I didn't have to retake at all that game. Just I was talking about a specific off. game. Yeah, but like, yeah, off is nice. And I mean, on, not... on the Pearl game earlier, you didn't have to retake because we never got sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just got fucking dumpstered. Right, yeah. Um, that was the game that I was, uh, what, 1 and 12 in, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah. yeah because we okay. lost, yeah. like, 11 rounds in a row. <laughs> okay, yeah. but also, my util doesn't do jack shit for sight execs. So what's the but problem with the mid? With the rest of the team does. You know, if someone charges in first and then someone swings them while they're looking in a different direction and ba-bam, mm -hmm. you hit them with the op. But no, th those are... significant value. Th those are definitely the games where I wish I was playing Jack. When our team just can't take sight. 
Yeah. Yeah. And especially oh, because sure. like our, our duelist here is is a Phoenix, which does not have the movement ability. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so it's like or if we have a raise on our team who's just not blast packing in and is doing other I don't know what the fuck else you play raise for, but like Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not into blast packing in, like like why why the fuck are you picking raise? True. That's it's like, why the question. fuck are you picking Jet if you don't want to hawk? The nade's really good. Uh, that is, oh my god, Cass, that is such a horrible <laughs> equipment. That's a terrible you thing. can be a really good Jet without hopping. You cannot be a really good race without blast packing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the equivalent would be Jet without dashing, which, yeah, you yeah. know, in that case, like, yeah. Um, you can, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, well, what, 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 the, what the fuck is the point of you playing raise if you're not going to fucking go in? Um, yeah, Amen. But, but yeah, it's like games like that where like I'm hanging out, trying to catch someone pushing out or trying to catch one of the defenders pushing out in another avenue, and I just see my entire the entire rest of my team just bunched up a main, just all getting mowed down. My yeah. fucking Christ, dude! I should have played jet so I can just fucking get my ass onto site. Hope that my team is able to make it out after me. Um. Yeah, well, Cass, what you might be missing while you're looking elsewhere is that typically we do get somewhat onto site, but then, you know, things get crazy and having an additional no, no, player no, no, no. there with perhaps an op not... might have helped us establish <laughs> control of the site. I'm not, I'm not talking about you guys making it onto site and then not finding success on site. That's entirely different, right? Like That's kind of what I was talking no, about. That, I mean, yeah, the, the, entire, <laughs> yeah. the entire way that that game went was um, I, I flash in, maybe wall, I, they're better than me, so I die. Somebody is able to follow that up and get, like, a trade, but there's actually three of them there that have now peaked and have just mowed everybody else down behind. So, uh, no, that, no, that's I, how that game went. I, I, yeah, but in general, what I'm talking about is I look at the minimap and all those blue X's are not anywhere fucking near sight. No, because I flashed through their util to try to get space. <laughs> um, two of them were not flashed by my flash, so they yeah. uh, they kill me. And then people tried to follow me up, and they all died. Yeah, but like I'm not talking about that one game in particular. I'm just saying like games games. Hey, that like, game is a horrible example. I'm just talking about games where like I see my entire team dead. B garage. Nobody even got through the choke. Yeah, and just like, and you're like I could have gotten bitch, through that I should have played Jack. Now, I might be yeah. a dead X 10 feet after the choke. <laughs> but they won't be all on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. You'll at least get that dash out. But yeah. hey, it's at least going to technically be in sight. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Hunter. Yes. You are the Hunter currently. I am. I am. But not for long. Not for <laughs> Not for long. Indeed, indeed. Um it, it's it's kind of funny that like I I went into this challenge with some amount of optimism that I would enjoy playing Sobo or at least somewhat enjoy. And that optimism was stripped away over time. Um Was it you initially hated it? I initially hated it and then I, I, I sort of had like a hatred initially and then I got better with it and then hate it again. Like, I had, like, a, you know, a sort of hill effect going on. Um, and it, it, it's funny because I, I sh it's not like it's really obvious to me why exactly I hate Silva. I've thought about it a lot. Um, but there are, there are a couple things as I've distilled it in my brain. 
which is that like Sova is a really good agent, obviously. However, so much of his stuff is conditional upon other things happening for it to be useful. Like one of the biggest things is I was excited to use the alt. And yes, yeah, Sova's alt is pretty cool. But you have to be in a position where you can stand and move around a little as you're ulting and not worry about getting shot. Um, you know, you have to have not only an idea of where the enemies are, but also some sort of pressure on them so that they stay in that area, which can be because of the geometry of the space that, you know, it's a corridor or something where they can't move all that well, or your team is peaking or, you know, the most standard example of like a post plant. But like the amount of times I've just sat on my Sova ult round after round wait on offense, especially waiting to use it in a post plant and just, we don't get into a post plant and like, I don't really have a situation where it seems worth it to like stop with the ping and shoot. Like my team's taking the space and the guy could move anyway. Like um, it's kind of frustrating um, versus like a Brimmel where the Brimmel is much more guaranteed value. Like, you know, you're clearing this space. If someone wants to stay there, they can stay there for like point, you know, 0.5 seconds before they move. And so even though it's best in a post plant, like, you know, there are a lot of other ways you can use it that are a lot simpler than, you know, having to stand there firing your super arrows as Sova. Um, I've actually enjoyed most about Sova the Shock Darts. I think yeah. it's really fun being like, ooh, I can bounce this in a certain area. And, uh, you know, I've gotten more kills than I would have expected beforehand with Shock Darts. I've also definitely died some, I've definitely pulled some Tonys of uh, dying because of getting too aggressive peeking while about to shoot a shock dart and then someone's where I don't expect and I get shot and I'm like, well, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, but shock darts you, are very fun. You you picked up the habit that we were trying to remove from Tony by putting him on the fade. Yes, correct. Although for me, it's it's basically just shock darts because the recon darts I tend to be a lot safer with and then, you know, the drone mm -hmm. obviously. Is yeah, but I, I I think you overvalue the shock darts a lot. Maybe just because you find them fun, but like you're constantly yeah, oh, sh fucking yeah. caught with shock darts in your head, and I'm like, motherfucker, gun out! <laughs> like <laughs> he does, he because he yeah. likes the shock dart, but too, like he <laughs> does, he does get like significant value out of it. I don't know if it's uh, comparable yeah. value to what he's losing with the. I don't, I don't notice the uh, the him dying yeah. with shock darts in his hand that often. Um, but I definitely notice when he gets a shock dart kill, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was sick. Like, <laughs> there's there there's at least one game with Cass and Tony and not you that it was really bad with there one or two times that I died with it. I feel like on average I get more value than I would get with my gun. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. Is real, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but like uh, going back to what I was saying about the utility being kind of conditional, how good it is. I feel very similarly about the drone. That first of all, like, I have to communicate... Like, the drone is so slow. Like, I have to communicate with my team, wait, let my drone go ahead, and then, you know, if it gets shot from an angle where I expected someone to be anyway, like, that doesn't really help all that much. And, like, you know, there are plenty of ways people can hide from the drone, and especially now that the nerf is there, where the nerf that happened, like, I don't know, half a year ago at this point, maybe more, where it's not as long-lasting. There are plenty of times I'm like, okay, I've cleared some space, but that would have been pretty easy to clear with someone just flashing that and then peeking it. Like, I just I just feel like a lot of times the drone just didn't do all that much for me. Um, okay, but there are, like, there are a couple yeah. areas where the drone's fucking crucial. Like, the long icebox. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're attacking. That drone is so nice because there's like fucking eight different rat angles you could be in. Yeah, and you can clear five of them with the drone before it expires. No, you can clear you can pretty clear much all of it. You, just need, the you need to know the pathing. You need to know the exact... Yeah, the thing okay. is, with the with the nerf um, that makes it like half the duration that it was before, um, I don't know if it was quite half, but it's, it's significantly I think they literally shorter. chopped it in half. Um, maybe it's it went like, down from like... Maybe it was a 33% reduction. You used to be able to clear basically onto yeah. site uh, from, from B-Long. You could stand back and you could clear like all like behind yellow or like maybe not maybe you couldn't quite get to yellow i don't i can't remember but it was like you could get a a fucking lot cleared um with that drone i think you could get to yellow and you could clear a lot like yeah holding up a dead of night yeah he's the holy grail to drink this dead of night um I want to come back to Canada just for the dead of nights. <laughs> anyway, as Chase was saying with the drone and the pathing. Yeah, after after that, like, I have to, I know where I need to stand, and I know exactly where I need to path my drone in order to clear the angles that I want to. Um, and it, there is no other way to do that. There is hey, one way to do it. Why, why do all Silva players fucking jump before they eat their drone out? Uh, to get, get a just to height. get it the little extra height at the beginning. Yeah, you get you get a height height bonus because you're like losing um, like time trying to go up. I have picked up oh, that what? as well. Really, you lose time going up. Well, depending on what angle you're trying to clear. Okay, but space makes it go up, or well, whatever your jump button makes it. Your jump makes button it makes go it go up, up and your crouch, crouch makes it go down. Button, but go but down. that doesn't change its horizontal velocity at all, does it? I don't believe so. Well, either either way, if you think about it, if my team ends up swinging off of my drone and then someone swings, like, it's pulling their crosshair potentially, depending on how they swing, for the drone to be higher up versus to be more at head level. Yeah, in general, you want your drone to be higher up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Um, and it also feels cool to be like, yeet! Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just drone. throw it up in the air. Yeah. Um, but, like, oftentimes where you're throwing it, you need to get up and over a piece of, like, like map. Mm-hmm. That you that you're like standing behind of like a piece of cover, yeah. And so you're jumping to like get it closer to peeking over that. Mm. Um, yeah, without without having to like spend time hitting spacebar and losing that time that takes from your head to like you know an inch above your head. I I don't know. It's it probably doesn't right. do that much in general, but like it yeah. it yeah. feels right. Also, one of the one of yeah. the other things that I like I just kind of noticed just like just now as we're talking about this, but like. Hunter's the only person that we put on an agent that somebody else out of this group actually plays. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, there's technically huh. Tony playing Cypher. And I, I used to main Phoenix Cypher. a while ago. Like, I a long techni- time ago. I, I technically main Phoenix when we started playing this game. But yeah. like... We went over the fact that <laughs> Chase has played one. almost double the Phoenix that I have at this point. Yeah. yeah. In comp on main. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely think it's interesting that, like, it's not like we did, like, a role swap. Right. No, right. that would have been interesting too. Yeah. Maybe something for you no, know not, three years not, down the line when we need to mix it up that. again. Yeah. <laughs> we're not fucking. Hey, doing yeah, who's that. going on the brim? <laughs> I ain't touching that motherfucker. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's obvious. The only thing that brim's got going for him is a fucking fat ass. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Well, I, there are better things about brim, but that, that's particularly true. Um. <laughs> I was, I was going to say something and I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's He's one thing that... 
Yes, I was, yeah, I was thinking about Brim's thighs. I was just having a hard time saying it in a, a way that really appreciates them, act, act, you know, adequately. Um, anyway, what I was going to actually say is that um, while I think I have liked the agent that I have played easily the least of any of us three, there is one thing that I think I have improved at significantly over the course of... There's something that the agent has forced me to do that's very different, which is that a lot of my kills prior to playing on Sova came from one of two things. One is chucking utility at the enemy such that I'm heavily advantaged in the fight where, you know, a, a flash paranoia, something like that, that, you know, all of a sudden neon stun where all of a sudden they're, you know, in a bad position versus me. Or the other thing is mind games where it comes to, you know, killjoy. I know where they are. They don't know where I am. Or controllers where I'm playing around my smokes and anticipating what they'll do and trying to set myself up in the best position. Whereas like Sova, yeah, you have tools to find out where they are. But in many cases, especially at any sort of close range, those tools also reveal where you are. So when it comes to the duel itself, if it's not a wall bang type of situation, you know, the duel much more often comes down to, you know, just man v man that you know 50 50 is cast you know lo- loves to take with the with the jet in the chamber um and that along with also me just kind of wanting to just having a desire to improve this act has meant that i've really worked more than i have since my yoru climb last year on my aim and just taking just winning like fair gunfights I actually have like a routine from Wuhujin that with also some modifications by myself that I like to do in the range and in death matches and such. And I think, well, I still have good days and bad days, like my ability to my confidence and my ability to take fair gunfights and win them is that kind of an all time high. Like there are a couple, a couple of Sova clutches I've had where like, you know, I might find out where people are, but like, it's just fair aim duels and I win them in clutch not all the time but I have a couple couple cool ones that come to mind so I'm grateful for that experience um for sure it sounds like you're reaching <laughs> I, I might oh I might be reaching a little bit but like no I, I understand what you're saying yeah, yeah. like uh, a lot of the duels as Sova is like it lets you know where they are but then you still have to take a gunfight with them it's not like yeah, and... they're blinded or stunned or mm-hmm. you know caught looking the other way um right it's like you just now have more information about where to peek um and i think it's especially like when they already know where you are or like where you're going to be coming from um and you send out a piece of utility that lets you know like where they are it's really just putting it into the 50 50 instead of them being favored yeah that's a great way to say it yeah like they were favored previously because they know where you're coming from and now it's like oh well now i know where to look yeah, well, good. My life is yet, except I still don't know where to look. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> I smoke a dash out the site. You know yeah. exactly where the fuck I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know shit because I don't have a yeah. sofa who's darting my way in. Asshole. Um, <laughs> cough, cough, Hunter. I will say, like, the- you're not Jet, though. I'm so confused. You're not Jet in this scenario. Huh? <laughs> You've never been Jet when I've been Sova, ever. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, the reasons why we put Hunter on the Sova. Um, 
one, we wanted him to be less yeah. aggressive. Um, we wanted him to be able to play yeah. back more, play for ult, and get that kind of play style, which yeah. I think is the type, the part on Sova that you hate the most. Um, yes, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and so I don't know if it's failed entirely. Yeah. But possibly, because even when I see you play Sova, I'm still like, mm, you shouldn't have done that a lot. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I like to think, and maybe maybe this is a little bit of copium here, but I like to think that when the game is close, I do a better job of playing Sova the way he's meant to be played, of playing back and team support. But the minute we start running away from the game, I'm like, I want to get some kills. I want to take some fights. And yeah. then I just play Sova like a duelist. Or the minute we start losing the game, and I'm like, like we, gotta we need something. to win more fights. Right, yeah. like I play, I, I think about like playing Sova in that like mid-range role, supporting my team, when the score is close, when it's really bad or really good, you know, it's Duelist Sova that's coming out. Yeah, I mean, like, just the amount of times where Hunter asks me, hey, are we pushing this? And I'm like, well, I'm pushing this, <laughs> but that does not yeah. mean you're pushing this. Well, yeah, because specifically what it is is I'm like, I want to go here, but I want you to go first because I'm not supposed to go first. So go, motherfucker. I want to follow you. Yeah. yeah. But I'm exactly. like, I'm like, really, like, I should be pushing this, and if yeah. I die, but you should be back on site still, man. Like, you should not be pushing <laughs> yeah. up to this close angle. You're right, um, right. Uh, yeah. Or, like... Because yeah, I can I feel mean, good about it if I'm following you. If I do it by myself, I'm just being dumb. But if I'm supporting my duelist, then, you know, we're chilling. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind yeah. of plays into, as well, like, on post-plant scenarios when you don't get to use your ult as often as I you hate might it. like. Yeah. Um, But I'm saying it's often because the positioning is like slightly more aggressive than I would play as a Sova. Um, mm. Where I'm like, you still want to be up close and able to take a gunfight if that, re yeah. if required. Um, and that's like, even when there's like, you know, three people left on your team, it's like a three V three retake um, for them. And you're still like, you know, peaking those angles, trying to like get those kills to before they even get close to bomb. Whereas, like, chuck my shock darts. What I was, like what I was trying, yeah, or chuck your shock, shock darts. <laughs> yeah. As like the thing that I was trying to get you to do a little bit more is be like, okay, the two people on site can deal with that, and they can do a three v two retake, and I'm gonna set myself up so that if my if the two people on site both die, I I can waste the time in the end. Mm. And I think that allows you to play for your for your ult a lot more, uh, and use it a lot more. Um, but then you're not like you're actively giving up on those engagements much earlier in the round. Yeah, true. like you're giving up on those engagements basically right after bombs planted. After bombs planted, you're like, cool, I'm out of here. You you chuck a recon dart into like um like snowman on icebox, and you say, okay, it's I'm, funny. I'm that's the up. exact site I was thinking of too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I'm same as me as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Right? Like, as, yeah. as soon as bomb's down, I check a, a Sova dart that'll be like, okay, this will give utility yeah. for the next, like, five seconds, and then I'm I'm out of this round until yeah. the end where I can play my ult. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, there, there's a lot of situations where, like, Chase is on Brim, right? And it's the two of us left alive in a in a post-plant scenario. And, like, Chase often doesn't get to use his ult, because I'm like, dude, like, like, don't pop it. I'll clear Spike off tap. Like, especially when I'm playing Jet, like, if I have a dash that I can prime, it's like, I'm going to prime my dash when they hit or when they tap Spike. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll take this fight 
and then I'll give you the information whether they're on spike or not. And if and I'm the backup, right? And if they're on spike, well, I probably get that kill, and Chase doesn't use his ult. The times in which he ends up using the ult is when I swing. They faked it. They kill me. And now Chase's ult is very relevant. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, I think you need to be... Well, obviously, there's only, like, three days left of this. But, like, it's like you'd want to be in a scenario where, like, you are relying more on your team. Or being like, hey, like, I'm going to play this scenario for my ult. Just buy me as much time as you possibly can so that I can waste the rest of it with my ult. Yeah, and, and as you're saying that, I'm realizing part of that also comes down to not necessarily trusting my team and wanting to be a part of the the, the, the battle. Um, and it ties back into something that I was saying uh, a couple months ago, which is that like I've gravitated more over time towards aggressive agents in you know anything that's not a five stack, and even in five stacks because they're so you know varied what the five stack is. Just because there isn't a certain level of coordinated team play where everyone is playing a certain role and we have an actual strategy. Um, and so I want, I want to be able to just be a part of making gunfights as favorable to us as possible. Um, whereas, like, thinking, we were thinking about Premiere and, like, if there wasn't multiple other people who would be a much better Sova than me and there weren't other agents that I would much rather play, like, I would consider, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of playing Sova, you know, in a premier team where it's like, okay, we have this strategy where I can, I know that my two teammates in a 3v3 on site post-plant are going to buy as much time as possible so that hopefully I'm left with a 1v1 or at worst a 1v2 with limited time remaining where I can pop my Sova ult. But the problem is I just hate the scenario where it's like, Oh, I've sat here chilling and now it's a, you know, a 3v1 with lots of time remaining and, and your you know, ult is useless. Yeah. My ult is so, useless and the round is essentially lost. Like I just hate that. And, you know, that that's kind of where um I've dialed it back a bit playing Sova for sure cuz I like to get uh I like to try to get timings aggressively if I'm playing a duelist or a aggressive controller. So I'm definitely much I'm definitely much more passive on the Sova, but definitely not quite as passive as Chase is saying with the whole, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to ult. My team's got the site. Yeah, but Hunter, uh, you know what those yeah. you know what those scenarios are called? What's that? Jame time. Jame time. Back the fuck off, and you save your weapon. Oh, dude, I hate that even more. I know it's because you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I, I like I like the game of Valorant and not, you know, avoiding playing the game of Valorant by saying, oh, well, I'll have slightly better odds next round instead it's of like, competing in this no, round. No, Hunter, it, yeah. it, it, it's like golf and disc golf, right? Like, yeah. the winner is the one who plays the least amount of the game. <laughs> yeah, but you we, we win more ra- you win more rounds than the other team to win in Valorant, so uh, it's a little different there. No, buddy. no, no. Optimally, you'd win thirteen zero. You played the least amount of the game possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you still win if it's thirteen eleven. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, ideally, I'll, I'll do what I shouldn't do and be devil's advocate for you, Cass. Mm. Ideally, you win five zero because you demoralize oh, the other yeah. team so much. Yeah. They immediately FF. 
Yeah, and I think and the Hunter's play style possible. has a lot more to do with that. You know, if you really catch him off guard and just fucking rolling him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chase. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> my play style lends much more to the five zero surrender oh. than anything else we've talked about. I don't know, because like you, you're not like I. I was surprised That's... that you did spam <laughs> yeah. Odin this act. Yeah, see that that played into what I was saying. What I was saying earlier, which is that for this act, I really ended up focusing more on you know, being the best aimer I could be. Um, and while using an Odin isn't completely antithetical to that, because I can yes, toggle on. Well, what, what, well, okay, what I'm saying is I don't aim the same way with an Odin as I do with a Vandal. I, I can toggle a switch in my head, but I'm going to be better with a Vandal if I'm using an Odin less, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Um and part of that is also me liking my Elder Flame Vandal. I'm realizing that it's still fairly <laughs> newly acquired. Um, oh, so yeah, that, that's yeah. another interesting thing is me playing the Cypher has caused me to pick up weapons I would otherwise most likely never touch. <laughs> yeah. Such as? Shotguns. Shotguns. <laughs> yeah. Not the Judge, because at the price point, it, it's a really good fucking weapon. Like, I'm, I'm not arguing against yeah. that. The Judge is really fucking good. I just don't like it. Um, but at the lower price points being, well, mostly just the Bucky, um, because I buy shorties anyway. Uh, also I've got a fuck ton of shorty kills this act. Um, but like, it, it, it's like, I'm more incentivized to, to buy a Bucky to over being the jet. I'm not fucking buying a Bucky. I'm buying a marshal or I'm buying a yeah. sheriff. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other guns. Like I, I'm less likely as Cypher to go just right into the rifle upgrade after. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Like after pistol round, like whereas on on jet, there's a very good chance I'll be like, "Fuck it, we're buying the rifle." If I got a glass cannon, I'll glass cannon. Um. Yeah. I'll probably ceramic cannon and buy light shields. But, um, or Chase, is glass a ceramic? Yes. Okay. Okay, either way. <laughs> but, like, it's, I'm less likely to do that in Cypher. I'm more likely to buy the fucking full shields and, and the Spectre, which I, I noticed that prior to this act, the Spectre was a gun that, like, I almost never touched. Yeah, well, I will say Spectre isn't the only gun you're you're touching for the first time. I mean, the amount of times that Cash is, you know, yoinks up a stinger, even despite the price increase after the nerf, man, it makes my heart happy to see Cass finally realizing there are more weapons on the, you know, available to purchase besides the Marshall Op and Fandle. It really is cool to see. <laughs> you say Fandle? Yeah, yeah. 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 I said that deliberately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I got it. I was just I wanted to mm. to confirm that I heard correctly. I've seen um, some people use that on Reddit. That's not. Oh yeah, no, it's a common it's a commonly yeah. used term. Um, mm -hmm. Well, the sheriff you you didn't include the sheriff in that one, Hunter. The sheriff's always been a viable weapon. True, true. Also, no, yeah. but I, I've been buying the ghost a lot Speak because there's like, um, there's the yeah, one ways in pistol round, the cipher. Can be pretty good. Yeah. There are a couple sites in which there's some good one ways, namely having a suppressed weapon is very nice. For yeah, na namely B site, um, namely B site on split, and just being able to buy some you like a cage and a gun. 
That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, well, no, it's more about well, at the range that I'm going to be standing for this one way to be effective, the frenzy ain't doing dick. Yeah. Um, and I want a right. bullet hose because I'm putting up a one way, and I have my camera to time it properly so that they're going to be as close close to the cage as possible, and I want to put bullets downrange. Um, and so the ghost comes in handy, number one, because it's suppressed, number two, because you can unload bullets. And so I found that, like, I've ended up using the ghost, also because it's safer, it's really hard to justify buying a sheriff and pistol round. Yeah, you need your trips. Yeah, it's like, well, what, yeah, what am I going to do, not buy a trip and a gauge? Like, come on. Yeah. Um... Because, like, your camera is nice and all, but, like, unlike Jet, where your dash is just the most important part of your kit, or Killjoy in a pistol round, where the turret is just so fucking good, that, like, it, it, like your free ability as Cypher is not good enough to justify giving up the rest of your utility to buy that Sheriff. Um, and so I found that I've ended up using the Ghost way more than I would have in on a different agent that being said there's still quite a few scenarios i find myself in and i'm just like motherfucker you wasted 500 credits it's like you would have been better off with a classic yeah i still kind of suck with ghost but and the classic is just too good as well yeah yeah classic nerf the crack nerf the classic please right no um for the record i'm stating this on oh hey 420, 2023. I didn't know that I was marijuana. Yeah, you're late for me. It's not 420 anymore. Ah, well, shit, whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay, at any rate, it is 420 slash 421. There there was, I I saw some clips going around on on either the YouTubes or or the Reddits of uh, somebody, somebody clipped uh, this guy with like, you know, standing pretty close range. And the classic first bullet inaccuracy, just absolutely screwing them. Um, and just like, like they had the freest kill in the world, crosshair, dead on the enemy's head. And they had their back turned to him. And the first bullet inaccuracy just fucked him from like pretty short range. Uh, and then it's like, they're like, oh yeah, this is why this is a free gun. And then there was another clip. Oh, of... that is, oh, that oh, that makes my yeah, blood that's oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that... you might occasionally miss due to inaccuracy. That justifies <laughs> having one of the best shotguns in the game on your free gun. Well, yeah. Well, here's the other. Yeah, the, the other definitely. caveat is today there is this clip of somebody, or maybe it was a couple days, or like a day or two ago, from uh, Global Esports. Yeah. Getting up 5K with the classic right click. As I was going to bring it up. I couldn't remember who it was. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't remember who it was, but it was, it was from GE. Um, yeah. Just absolutely mowing people down with disgusting right clicks. <laughs> yep. And so yep. the classic giveth and the classic taketh. Right. And that, yeah. Well, at the end of this whole agent thing, um, we're all gold one. It's very rare that we're all exactly the same rank. And, and for uh, a lot of it, we're... we've all been in gold one. So I feel like it's like yeah. this has what? basically set us all to an equal level. Oh, well, yeah, Cass for... is being a fucking weenie and not playing these games on his main. So the next act, me and Jace are going to be in gold and he's going to be in plat. Yeah. On his main I don't know what I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what I'm going to be on my main because like presumably there's going to be like reset thing, right? Yeah, but you it's not a new episode, no, dude. but it's, it's, it's a, act it's three. A new act. 
Yeah, oh. there's like yeah, it's a new act, not a new they episode. Keep you in the oh, they do, they just re- yeah. yeah, yeah. You just have to play like one game to get your like placement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's almost the exact same the exact as it was same. before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same probably, RR, same every. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably zero out of a hundred though. So if we lose that game, I'll be back to gold. Um, I don't actually know if I'm zero out of a hundred, but I probably am. I'm zero and six. I think on my main. Yeah, because yeah. I think I was so you plat- probably you probably stopped playing because you're like, oh, <laughs> next one's my demo. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I was like, I I know to start or I know to end last act. I was plat two. And I got just what? Well, because the, the whole thing started with me being like, well, I don't want to int playing a new agent, so I'm gonna play on the alt. And then there were a bunch of times where I played with Tony, and I literally could not play on my main. And so I played on my alt, and then Tony demoted even farther. To, he got. But to if like, you had played on your main whenever you could, you could still play with Tony now. On your maybe, main, probably. No, yeah. also probably not no, because I can't play with couldn't. Tony on my fucking alt either. Yeah, well, because your alt has ranked up because of your wins on your alt is what I'm saying. If you'd have saved your alt for losing with Tony, <laughs> then you would have been able to keep losing with Tony. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> negative this act on my, well. I guess it's the main for this act. But, like, I'm still fucking yeah. negative this act on my all. Not in rank, though. No, definitely not in rank. But, like, win-loss, yeah. I'm not yeah. negative. Yeah. I'm curious. Is there any way to see what I started this act at? I don't know. I was just saying it's, like, the great equalizer. Yeah. This, <laughs> uh, this challenge has been the great equalizer between us. It's, it like, very rare that yeah. we're all in the same thing. And now yeah. we're all in the same thing. And we have been for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I, I will say, um, I am I have a very hard time of keeping any sort of secret that's not essential. I just like to talk and I like to, you know, <laughs> share things. So it has been incredibly difficult to keep the secret of my alternate challenge going, and I, it's not going to be revealed this week in case you're thinking that. I'm Fuck, gonna reveal I was hoping that it time. would. No. Jesus no, Christ. No, no. I was like, oh, it's the end of the act. Hunter might reveal his thing. No, I'm, I'm going to wait for the very end of, of the act for this one. Um, but literally everyone else in our friend group knows, <laughs> other than you two. <laughs> I... Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Um, lips. Yes, exactly. Um so you know some well placed some well placed bribes. I'm sure you can find the information, but it's just not worth the bribe. Um, anyway, very excited to reveal that next podcast. So get hyped for that. Yeah, yeah, can't wait to talk about yeah. your uh, your sky climb. <laughs> oh god! Oh, <laughs> oh shit! God. It wasn't oh, sky. Fuck. Actually, <laughs> oddly enough, I think I've managed to convince the um the Tony of massive size to pick up a sky for next act. Really? Okay, yeah. share more about this. Okay, so we're just talking the other night, and I'm like, okay, look, like, I get that, like, KO is KO's obviously really good in pro play, but I'm like, to actually get good value out of pro play, or to get good value out of KO, it's like, you really need some good, like, left-click flash lineups, like, you need the knife lineups, um, you need teammates who know the timings to capitalize off that. That's why I stopped playing KO. Right. It, it's like, it, it's, KO's obviously really good in pro play when you've got that whole coordinated aspect to it. Um, And I was just kind of telling Tony that, like, well, Sky probably, from a ranked perspective, has arguably the best flashes in the game. And on yeah. top of them being really good flashes, you get good info, 
and you can just get the foxes to wherever the fuck you want them pretty pretty easily. I don't know. I've never actually played Sky, so I don't know how, how easy it is to get the flash exactly where you want. But it's, like, it's as easy as steering anything else that requires steering in the game. Sure. Um, and so I was like, well, why don't you just play Sky? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I think I might do that. He's like, Sky could be kind of sick. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't feel like Sky's a weenie agent. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a buff Australian, not a weenie at all. Right. So I might have might have convinced Tony to uh to be picking up a Sky here. I, cool. I think Sky I mean, is just better from a rank perspective than KO is. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same here. Um, mm-hmm. I really like. I mean, I still think there was a podcast like forever ago when we were talking about how fucking OP Sky is, um, which obviously the meta <laughs> has changed. Um, Sky also got and got a hit. Nerfs have happened. Yeah. yeah. But still like the the base points are still there and i feel like not enough people play sky um anymore to like really understand that mm-hmm. like, i mean it's still like it fuck like the flashes are still fucking good dog is very good as well dog is insanely good um, dog might the ult be the is best insanely good of the drone abilities left in the game is it better than sova drone now maybe I mean, the concuss is really be, nice. Yeah, and you can clear a lot of space. You can clear more space with the Skydog. And you have the potential for one of the top three most embarrassing kills for the enemy in the game, which is dying to a Skydog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bite. What beats it? I would say uh, Cypher trip. Tripwire and Phoenix Wall, because both of them are more avoidable. I did get a wall kill a couple did of you? days nice, ago. Nice. What? Yeah. I still don't have a Cypher cam kill. <laughs> Or a cipher trip, uh, <laughs> cipher, you know, trip. Yeah, I got, I got a wall kill. It was post death. Mm. Wild. But like, I walled up, peaked an angle, died, and then somebody ran into the wall and died. <laughs> That's great. Oh, but uh, wouldn't count towards your IKP though. No, no, it was ten percent round. Yeah, wait, 10%. wait, 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 wait. I was assuming what? that was after the round that they that they ran in there. Yeah. Okay. But like. What's Sam Arrays? I'm holding into sight. Yeah. They kill me. My mm-hmm. ult goes off. It kills them. Man disadvantage kill? Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're asking I, the real questions. Yeah, I think Just, yes. I think I think I, I feel like yes. yes. Or is that I an mean, even? I mean, Does I feel like that's impressive enough, enough to count as a man disadvantage kill. Well, I think yeah. based on the timeline and how this would be coded at the way that it's currently written, yes, that would be a man disadvantage kill. Yeah. Which we're saying we think we should shift the scale even more than it already is in favor of man disadvantage, which I totally yeah. agree with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, but is it really, though, <laughs> blast packing into their face with an alt? <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like when races blast pack into situations like that, it's like, I might be running into three of them. And I hope that they're going to be close enough that I can kill multiple with my ult. But we're dying here. It's kind of like a kamikaze pilot kind of thing. It's like, ah, I'm going to die. I just hope to take more of them with me. Yeah, I suppose. But it's still just like, you know, you have to actually, you have to make yourself vulnerable in the air uh, before you, you know, acquire target and shoot. Uh, and then you have to get it off before you die. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it, it's it's still cool enough to <laughs> warrant a spot in the IKP. Mm-hmm. All right. And impactful enough. Well, before we wrap this guy up here, 
Andre, you wanna you wanna give any comments on this whole premiere thing? Because I think we've got some stuff planned for next week. So I don't know if we'll really be touching on that too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say that I think we're all really excited. We're all on the same premiere team, obviously. Um, we got some other cool people on the team as well. Um, and it, there's still some details to be resolved, like what zone we're going to play in, like, you know, this and that. But we were already talking earlier today a good bit about, like, what our agent comps are going to be on the maps and then, you know, the specifics of the strats remain to be decided. But, like, I think we're all of the opinion that we're not expecting this to be, like, you know, super like professional and like, Oh no Smurfs, like really all skill. Like there could be some absolute shit show matches. We're just excited to be able to cosplay as pro Valorant players and have that like additional stakes involved. So I'm, I'm just super pumped about it. Yeah. Um, I was explaining it to my girlfriend. She was like, Oh, it's like intramurals. And I was like, yeah, yes. kind of exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that same yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. Um, Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like um, it's the league. stakes are low, but because it's yeah, or beer league, it's like the stakes are low, but because you're yeah. in a formal environment, like it feels higher and it's more fun because of that. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not pickup, mm -hmm. which is like normal ranked play, right? It, exactly. It's like a league, and like you, there are stakes to it, even though you don't really fucking win anything. Like, there's no actual stakes. Um, right. But it's like fun to like, you know, get together and practice or like come up with some strats or strategy, you know, stuff like that. So I'm really excited for, for Premiere, as you said, to cosplay as pro players, just to be like, oh, now we have an IGL and like you know, all these <laughs> yeah, things yeah, that we yeah. talk about with the pro league that we've never really experienced ourselves. We get to, to do a, a minor version of. Yeah, it, it, one little side comment that I thought of when you were saying that is during this podcast, I don't know what brought it up. I thought that. Maybe we should take a page out of the XS playbook from back in the day and have like an offense and defense IGL for certain maps. Because first of all, if anyone's on duelist, they might be better suited as an IGL for defense. And then second of all, you know, thinking about myself being the IGL for some of it, which I think might happen just given how things tend to go, I would, you know, it might be nice to not have to be have the stress of being the IGL for the whole game. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, just a random thought I had. I don't Possible. Know I mean, if we if we think about pro level, uh, that's almost never worked. But you know, we're, it worked for that decent. Okay, I mean, it didn't work at the international level, but it worked yeah. at the NA level. Hey, we're competing hey, we're at NA, beat, so we're trying to beat Fnatic here. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's that, that's true. We have bigger. We have our sights set beyond just this current tournament. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least yeah. or at least at least version one, right? I I know I can yeah. jet diff Durka, so like, the fuck are you guys putting up? There we go. Bring yeah. it to the table. <laughs> Yep, yep. I can Sova Diff Hiko. Mm, I can raise Diff Hens. <laughs> <laughs> Probably anyone can, though. So what's, what's that say? Oh, my God. Uh, that's Man, I feel bad saying that. But yeah, anyway. as, long, as long he has, as he has COVID and an uh, infected finger. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I am only going like 0 and 12 to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not worse, not worse. Yeah. You get a couple assists on him, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I see that, like, I'm just looking through some of the team comps you picked. When's the last time Oliver's played raids? I kind of have to encourage him to do it because he's just so tending. He just is so happy to fill, but yeah. he is a really good raise. Yeah. I mean, like, at the, at this point in our in our thing, we've basically just 
laid out every agent that we could possibly play on every map, and then we're going to try to pick through those to figure out what we want it, as our team. I comes, mean, but... yeah, really, the the issue is that it was only three of the five of us, so we couldn't yeah. nail all that much down. Once we get five of us in, I think we can pretty quickly be like, this is the team comp we want to run. Yeah, and also, I kind of hope that other teams like are doing this kind of thing and just having fun with it, so... Yeah, um, I, I so think that everybody's kind of like running set strats and and stuff. Like it's really cool when I'm in game and I see like a like a util combo against us. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that was sick. Like, fuck, that was like earlier th- yeah. earlier today. Somebody threw a raise nade in B garage on ascent. Um, and then immediately that was followed with a brim ult outside of garage. So all of us that oh. had like kind of pushed into garage like backed up from the raise nade. And immediately the into the Brimolt. And we all died to the Brimolt. And it was, I was like, fuck, that sucks. But damn, that was sick. Like, just <laughs> yeah. a little coordination like that goes a long way. I'm excited to see what people come up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hunter, it, for you playing Killjoy on certain maps, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to have a couple Molly lineups. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. The, the, eyes, the eyes that you guys can't see right now, Hunter was, like, glaring at the camera. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the fact of the matter the is... the ones that... where there's, like, the retake ult that leaves a gap yeah. somewhere. Yeah, okay, so that I and would it's consider. Like, I just need and the you other to know thing the molly is... that lands in that spot. Yeah, okay, here's here's the thing. I, I'll admit, I'm a bit more amenable to this in a premiere situation if there's a real reason for it. So that one, yes, I could see the the benefit of that. And then also, if there's a situation where someone else is taking the bomb and... I'm basically in a flank watch position and I can have a lineup to molly the bomb from there. That makes sense to me. But the fact of the matter is that I hate taking the bomb least in general amongst their friend group. I guess, I guess Chase sometimes is okay with it depending on what character he's playing, but Cass and Tony hate having the bomb in their hands and Alex is in their spawn most of the time. So (laughs) no chance for him to have the bomb. So like, you know, if I'm, if I'm planting the bomb already, the lineups do me no good because I can just chuck the mollies there anyway. Um, but, you know, in a situ- if, if there's a situation where I'm not having the bomb, where it's, you know, more efficient to do it, then, yeah, like, I could see... I could reluctantly learn some. No, no, I'm not talking about post-plant mollies. I mean, like, I just need you to have those mollies that, like, like the, um, like, the Killjoy alt that goes in B Garage on Ascent and leaves that gap in the back of Boathouse. Oh, oh, okay. I need you I to have the complimentary Molly that lands but, yeah. there. Just as the, as the time's running down, just as the fuck you to whoever's hiding yeah. back there. Yeah. Um, I, I would there be down be really to cool stuff that. where, like, I throw a Brim Molly to the same place, right? And we just yeah. know that when he has his ult, this is what we're, what our plan yeah. is. He ults yeah. here, I throw my Brim lineup, and does it accomplishes the same thing. But. Sure. Um. Yeah. And then, oh god, I was gonna say one more thing in regards to that. Oh yeah, the fact that I—I I, I think it's so funny Tony's absolute hate of having Spike, because I don't yeah. hate it. I just don't play agents that are good with it. Well, yeah. you also choose to play agents that could be good with it in a way that is not good with it. Like Cipher doesn't have to play as lurking most rounds. He could also play as supporting the team push. However, you much prefer choosing him as lurking most rounds. Well, Which then is not good for Spike. But it's not like it's not like I'm always working. It's just even if no. I'm like I am more of in the deal with flank role, regardless of whether I'm with the team or not. 
No, yeah, but, but your utility is global. You could be planting spike, and your flank utility is still watching. Flank. But if I die planting the spike, well, now we don't have any fucking flank. Utility. No, but you're you're like third man in. You're only planting after site control has been established. Yeah, fully. you're oh, not no, getting no, that. In I'm like, I'm like are, fifth man in. You play you play roles where like it's possible for you to take the spike, and it could work out. But it's not the ideal character to have the spike in the team comp. However. Tony plays roles where he is the ideal person to have the spike in the team comp and right. will not take the spike. <laughs> yeah. Would rather me as the Phoenix have spike than him as the fade. Yeah, and then he also <laughs> proceeds to play the round in a way that's not that different than if he would have planted the spike as well. Yeah. It's not like he's no. pushing into the enemy's spawn or like watching flank where it doesn't make sense. He's playing right around the spike. He just doesn't want to be the one to plant it for some reason. Like, I, I, I very much like taking Spike when we're going to do an A-split on Fracture. Because okay, I know okay. exactly where the fuck I want to plant this, and I'm just going to cage out right into that front corner from A-Main. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to plant in my cage. Yeah. And that's where I want the Spike to go down anyway. And if I give the Spike to Nature's somebody else, right. it's not going down there. If yeah. I give the, the Spike to somebody else, they're either going to plant in that back corner... Which is good for if you're playing the long angle A main, or they're going to plant safe. Which is good for nothing. Which is good for nothing, or they're going to think, oh yeah, we're going to get cheeky and plant it up top. And then they plant it up top, and it's like, okay, sure, we can wall bang. But most likely, if I have spike, this is fucking pistol round. And I'm not wall banging shit. So, yeah. I like, I, I, I like taking spike when we're splitting into A as a team on ascent because it's like or on on fucking fracture because it's like i know where i want the spike to go down and i'm gonna fucking put it there um yeah that's, and if i like die well, Harbor, but every round <laughs> that sucks for the rest of my team they're gonna have to deal with uh deal with flank on their own but that's about yeah, it as is a secret harbor man he just is wishing he had a cove at all times yeah that sounds like it yeah actually though um like what you guys don't know is i've had a secret hold all act yeah, no way. <laughs> oh my god! Exclusively Harper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, you're gonna tell me you made it to Platt. <laughs> yeah, as Harper. Crazy. Yeah, has your has your new alt reach ranks that you have not hey, reached? No, no spoilers. No spoilers, guys. No yeah. Well, you're talking about no spoilers, dude. I could go go give Tony a fucking chocolate bar and get the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> you could be, be like, honest, "Hey, you're... Tony, what's uh, Hunter's all? Yeah. But why would you do that?" I'm I'm choosing to gamble on the fact that you don't think it's worth a chocolate bar to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let that. That's enough. Yeah. This has been a long here. podcast, which is yeah. okay because I feel like it's been a good one. But yeah, it's probably about time to wrap it up. All right, Chase, take us out of here. On all this shitty Phoenix play, I'll drink with you later.